0: Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. You can find me on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley, spelling G-A-E-L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y. Enjoy the show. On episode 10 of the Galen Trombley Show, we have Larry Morgan. Uh, Larry Morgan is a friend of mine who's bounced around quite a bit in his life, um, you know, Kind of same job, but different areas of the country. Uh, We go into his background, we talk a little bit about his brief stint with his band, we talk about Larry Morgan Original, and we also talk video games, concerts, and a little, little bit of boxing. We hope you enjoy episode 10 of the Galen Trombley Show. Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. Welcome to episode 10 of the Galen Trombley Show. Today I have Larry Morgan with me. Uh, Larry's a very good friend of mine. I met him uh, probably a couple years ago, and even though he doesn't live in the area anymore, I think I see him more than a lot of people in my life. So he travels and frequents and comes back up quite a bit and sees us. So um, he is in town, so he is going to be kicking off the morning. Uh, We have a little back-to-back podcast segment, both featuring – Larry Morgan, but this one is going to be the solo Larry Morgan. So, Larry Morgan, welcome to the Galen Trombley show. Hey, I feel
1: I feel special having a back-to-back podcast. You're only it, person, only only person, only person that's that's so far. I can't wait to go and download like eighty-five
0: podcast apps so I can make
1: it the most downloaded Galen uh, Trombley show.
0: Right, right now it's uh, Christopher S. Cross has is number one. Actually, followed very closely by the. Jordan Duquette late edition. Oh well, so, I'm gonna
1: I'm gonna download every app on my phone, and I'm gonna download it, delete it, download it another twenty times.
0: Um, do you have Google Play on there? Uh, no. Okay. I'll, I'm gonna go buy an Android
1: I, phone just just to do on that too. I,
0: I got a, I got an email this morning saying how to put your podcast on Google Play, which I think I did before I got it on Apple. I just I'm an Apple guy, so I have not used Google Play, so I don't I don't know if it's actually on Google Play or not. Yeah, so, I, I don't
1: think you can get that for for the Apple store, whatever the, the, whatever the app store, whatever it is. But but yeah, so I, what I'm going to do is, like I said, it's going to be the, the most downloaded podcast in history, you know, just just by, just by because I'm going to go and, and sit at like a McDonald's Wi-Fi and just use our Wi-Fi for three hours.
0: And just start grabbing random people's phones and download yeah, it. Yeah, just, it, just, it, so you have to just download it once, and then you can delete the I, app. I'll, I I'll, st-
1: I'll go to Starbucks and stand in line and buy people coffee and say, hey, while you're at it, download this, you get a free coffee.
0: That's it. That's a good play. Ploy. I like it, it, that. Just support the, support the podcast. Support support your local podcasts out in Wichita. So, uh, Larry, I, I want you to kind of give the listeners. Um, this is going to be quite quite could be quite long, but we <laughs> yeah. want we want to see. Um, so I met I met you back what Twenty six February twenty sixteen. That's okay. when I started CrossFit. That's okay. that's where I met you guys. Yes, we met Larry. He's another one of the CrossFitters, but we. Uh, you were here a year before that. Yeah, I was so
1: telling I was telling your wife this yesterday. I was like, I I lived here longer than I knew you guys. So like, I was here I don't know nine, ten months, and then I, I met you guys in in that February, and then basically did cross with you guys for six months, and then I moved. So that's about right. Yeah. So I mean, I was in I was in New York a little under two years, and I think I was here. A little over a year before I actually met you guys. Worked down the road, you know, basically down at the, 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 the dr- yeah, down at the mill, you know, and didn't realize anything until, you know, I watched, uh, you know, Matty Fraser, you know, in the, in the CrossFit games. And I was like, I'm going to try this. Went down there and got texted JMO, John I was like, Hey, I want to try to go show up. And then like, he made me do did he text you right back. Yeah. He texted me right he? back. Wow, yeah, he okay. did. That's, I know. I felt great. special. That's yeah. Felt, felt special. Text me right back. told me to come down and, you know, it made me do a, I, I just signed like a three day pass. And then, you know, after one little workout, I
0: was hooked and I was like, all right, sign me up. Let's do this. So, uh, give the listeners the the background, where did you grow up? How did you end up getting to Plattsburgh? And then since 2016, tell us where you've lived <laughs> since 2016. All right. Uh,
1: so, um, born and raised you know as you can tell by my northern accent from from uh, I was born in uh, southeast Arkansas Lake Village little little small town uh, right on the Arkansas uh, I'm sorry the uh, Louisiana Mississippi border so family all there basically uh, grew up in a little small town it was uh, maybe the the population sign said like maybe 3,000, but it it might've been 2,000 people in this town, small town, graduated with like 60 kids in my high school. And, you know, so, uh, so I was there, uh, basically when I was 18, 19, I I graduated high school. And then I was like, you know what? Uh, I, I'm not going to live here my entire life. So then I started like, all right, well, then I, I told you like, uh, my uh, we had a we had a band you know my friend and I we were in a band and we actually decided we were going to move to Memphis Tennessee because his brother his brother had a had a uh, had a band and they lived up there and we our whole deal was you know what we're going to move there and we're going to have this band like didn't think about college didn't think about anything else it's like we're doing this so lived in I say lived in it was more like a vacation we we actually uh so I quit my job moved to Memphis for a whole three weeks And then, and then basically ran out of money and was like, okay, I got to come back to Arkansas. So what was the name of your band? uh, We were a C. So we had a few. So we originally (laughs) started the, the, all right. So we, the original band name was the Chitlins. True story. Okay. And then it moved into, when we got a little more serious, we were after image. What did you play? You're the bass, right? I play bass, yeah. Can you yeah. still play bass today? No, I I don't think I. I think the last time I played bass was at uh, Craig's house, like a year and a half ago. Really? Yeah. But but could you all, pick it up and kind of? Oh yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah, you yeah. It's like riding a bike. I mean, yeah. you 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 will just be sloppy playing it, but yeah. it's a uh, you know I I would have to kind of go back over and kind of remember chords and stuff like that. But, well, but yeah, I could play it for the most part. Yeah, I could make it work. So after after the uh, the Memphis trip flopped, yeah, where'd you go? So went back to Arkansas, and then uh, basically decided. So I was like, you know what? I, I guess my mom, you know, uh, mom and dad at the time they they gave me you know three choices. Like, all right, well, you're gonna go to work, you're gonna go to uh, college, or you're gonna go to the military. And that was that was it. You know, in that area, it's that's your choices. You know, you're you know, graduate high school. You're like, all right, well, it's time to go to work. And that's how like most of my family was. So. I was like, you know what? Well, obviously I'm not going to the military and you know, I didn't have the idea or, you know, Hey, I want to go to college. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna go to work. So started working for this company. Uh, and I had like a part-time job and I did that, but I started working for, I got a job at this company, which actually I got the job because in my interview, they were like, Hey, it was a, it was a jewelry wholesale company. So Lake village, Arkansas, a little small, like jewelry wholesale company. And they were like, Hey, uh, are you like, are you good with like working with like small things and stuff? And I was like, Oh, well, I play guitar, so I use that as like in my interview, like, Hey, look, you know, I, I you know, I have nimble fingers and stuff. And so I got the job, and I think it was the only reason I got the job is because I might have been the only person that applied for it. So, uh, so anyway, so I work for this, this, uh, uh jewelry wholesale company as, um, as did inventory and they sent me to Selma, Alabama to do, uh, jewelry repair. So basically went to this little workshop is like two or three days in Selma, Alabama and, uh, got a certificate, which I still have It's next to all of my other diplomas. And, uh, as a jewelry, uh, a certified jewel, jewel, I forget what it was like. It wasn't a jeweler, but it was like jewelry repair or something like that. So, uh, came back and did that for, I think I started that job in May and then October they were like, uh, Hey, uh, we're moving this to Jacksonville, Florida. You want to come with us? And I'm like, yeah, okay. Don't have to tell me, do I have to tell me more than once? All right, cool. We're going to leave we're, we're packing up and moving. So they were like, all right, so we're going to move the next year. And, um, and then they finally told me like, Hey, December we're moving. Of the same year. So this was 2001. And uh, so I was like, all right, well, let's do this. So I packed up and uh, moved to Florida. So uh, my first apartment complex in Jacksonville had 5,000 people in it. I just left a town of
0: 2,000. So hey, big city living. So so this was 2001 this was still pre-college yeah yep yep and so we're in jacksonville so now where do we go from jacksonville so jacksonville i worked for the same company there for
1: i think it was there five years i think it was 2001 2005 so during during that time you know then i decided hey look i'm gonna start going like yeah i need to go to college kind of one of those deals like if i'm gonna make anything like do career-wise or anything I, i need to go to college. So. So I started in, you know, basically doing like some, uh, like community college stuff. So did that. So ended up having, I got a couple associate's degrees while I was working, working full time and doing that. And so then probably 2000, 2005, they ended up selling the company and they were going to move it to California. And I was like, you know, I don't, I don't want to move to California. So. Stayed there, and uh, so from 2001 2005, worked for the jewelry company. They moved, and then uh, you know I was like, all right, well, let me find something else. So for a year, I worked for a realtor and a mortgage broker, and did that for for a whole year. And well, actually, so he did. He did a lot of things. So he did real estate, mortgage broking, or he was a mortgage broker, and also did day trading so like you know he would he would trade like the mini dow and commodities and he would you know he was a big oil guy and he would trade like the you know every wednesday we're sitting in front of the tv watching cnbc and like waiting on like these reports to come out and we're you know it's like it's being this guy in this office, you know. Essentially, he's and, and while he's and what was funny was like downtime was we're just sitting around like doing nothing, and you know I'm doing paperwork and stuff. Like I was, I don't know if you had to be like certified or something, but essentially like any clients or anything he'd come in, I, I'd fill out the paperwork and stuff. So I was doing that, like I was doing, you know, and, and kind of help him kind of do that. We'd go to these seminars. I remember, this was pre-Florida, you know, housing bubble, you know, where they were giving away loans for like, you know, you basically go in and these said, are the good old days. This was the good old days yeah. where they were given like, you know, everybody was flipping homes and you'd walk in and you're like, Hey, I've got a job and they're great. Here's half a million dollars, you know, go, go buy a house. So, uh, you know, we'd, we'd go to these, uh, like, uh, mortgage sort of seminars where it was like this one bank was like, uh, uh, no interest, or what was it It was like no income, no asset, you know, no, essentially we'll give you a, uh, you, you didn't have to pay your mortgage for like a year or anything. Like there was no, no mortgage payment for a whole year, but at the end of the year, Hey, it, you got a lot of stuff coming due and people were like, they were just giving away money because people were, you know, they're out flipping houses. You know, you got every TV show on, it's like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to flip houses, We're going to make all this money. And people were taking on, you know, two or three like rental properties that they were going to flip. And the guy that I was working for was doing the same thing. Like he bought, he was taking out, like he'd take out a, a second mortgage on his home and then he'd buy a, a rental. And then he took out a, like a, he did something like this loan from his, he had a, like a exercise company or it's like a, he, he sold like a exercise equipment to like planet fitness, that sort of the thing. Frogger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. So, um, Uh, so which actually i should do that because that's a lot better than than crossfit is the frogger it just you know so anyway that's universal so so the guy was essentially just uh, just over leveraged just i mean he was just so much he had so much of his money into this whole thing just like everybody else in florida where you go and you'd buy this rental house and they'd throw paint on the wall and they try to flip it for twice as much and you you walk in and you're like there's termites in this place you'd see like the the like the uh, kind of the termites going through like the baseboards of the house and stuff. It, it was unreal. So at this time, it's like the wild, wild west of like mortgage broken. And, and or uh, and they're just giving money away and people are just, you know, making 40 grand a year with like four rental homes or whatever it is. And they're thinking they're doing it, you know. Uh, and so essentially did this for a year. And then I, I could see the writing on the walls like, this isn't going to last. This is not something I want to do long term. This is just unreal. Where you got... Yeah, there was this one guy who he he had got like he got I guess dishonorably discharged from the military and was like trying to like lie that he was still in the military and was like making all this money and he was trying to get this loan for like 400 grand for like this condo cuz he was going to he was going to flip it or something like that. And then once I start seeing that sort of stuff and just kind of the the issues that this guy was doing that I was working for where he was like Playing poker and like you know he was doing like online poker. He was like gambling and stuff. And I'm like, you know what? Not doing this. <laughs> so essentially, that's that's when I decided. All right, well it's time to actually go to real school and find a a, a job that actually you know is going to not pay me cash because the guy was paying me cash for an entire year. He would just he would just hand me cash, you know, on Friday. Like passive income, Rentals. <laughs> uh, just, that's it. Just basically, hey, meet me at the. He would he would hang out with his friends at like the. Uh, Ah uh, it wasn't, I don't, it was the, was the orange park mall. I think it was the orange park mall in Jacksonville and essentially at the food court and you just go on Friday and he would just pay you cash at the, <laughs> at the, at the, you know, at the, like the orange Julius place <laughs> in, in the, uh, in the mall in, in Jacksonville. So, uh, so I decided, you know what, not doing this anymore. So then started looking for a, a kind of a, a real job and, and started looking for college, going actually looking at college and um, so I I found a job which actually was really good. This company there was a it was a commercial roofing company. So I'd, I'd been in like inventory, like that's essentially what I'd been doing like all the time, except for that stint where we were like uh, buying, you know, day trading, you know, and all this. It was it was unreal that that whole experience. Uh, so I, I I got a job at this commercial roofing company. It's like a, a warehouse they had in, in Jacksonville. And uh, they were actually based out of Arkansas, or, or the main office was in Dallas. They had a plant in Arkansas. And so then from there, I decided that that's when I, I enrolled into the University of Florida. That's how I got to chomp, chomp. Go, do it, go Gators. Uh, so ended up doing that. Uh, worked for the warehouse company for till 2010. So 26 to 2010. Did that. Went to school same time, so worked full time with school at nights and weekends. You know, took the hard route, um, and you know, I would. Uh, I lived in Jacksonville, so you know, if I needed to go down for a class or something, I would drive down. You know. So how how long was the distance Jacksonville to oh, Gainesville? Yeah, Gainesville, right? Yeah, Gainesville. It was probably hour and a half drive, something like that. Oh, so you
0: didn't live on ever live on campus? No,
1: no, 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 no. I I I lived in Jacksonville the whole time. Yeah. So, oh
0: wow. So how many days a week were you going? Uh, so they, they did a lot uh, so they did like some hybrid
1: stuff. So like lectures and stuff, it would be, uh, it would be online. So you basically, you could go to class or they would record the lecture and you could just watch it at your house. So they did a lot of like a hybrid stuff, but, uh, some classes you had to go on. So probably I might've had one class where I had to go down for the actual class itself a a semester. The rest was, you know, online, but you had to go, all your tests were proctored. So you had to go on campus to do that. So like in a week you were traveling maybe once. Yeah. Yeah. And also if you're going to study, like they would have like, uh, there was this, this, uh, company with these kids started called smoking notes. So essentially if you didn't want to go to class, you would just pay somebody $30 to go take your notes for the class. So you essentially go down and they'd give you like this booklet of, you know, called it smoking notes. And, Essentially, they were their whole job was to be really good note takers for, for the class. So they'd give it to you, which if anybody's listening to this, it goes to Plattsburgh State. You know, If you're not doing that, it's actually a very good idea. Just, like a, just, a, just a business idea. Hey, you go there, you take really good notes, and then you sell them to your friends for $30. And also put it on red construction paper because apparently you can't make copies of that. So that's how you'd get it. You'd get this big red book. And it was all notes and like practice tests and all this other stuff. And you pay 30 bucks and, you know, essentially every single one you'd go down and you could do like a subscription and, you know, they would pay somebody to take the notes in class and, you know, it's actually a very good idea. It worked, it worked, especially if you like, hey, I'm going on vacation. I I don't have time to go to class. Let me just go ahead on Friday, get my notes and, you know, get ready for the test. I like it.
0: A good idea. So, I should have thought of that, but okay, that's good. Uh, so, uh, uh and, and what year were we at, or were, were you at, uh, Florida? Oh, so the, uh, the,
1: the good old years of, so that was 2007 to 2010. So I graduated December 2010. So that was the, uh, Tim Tebow years. Chomp, chomp. Oh, yeah. And the, uh, some, and as, as if you've listened to the, uh, the Aaron Hernandez podcast, did you listen to that? The the one that uh, uh, Shab was talking about on firing the kid. So no. essentially, it's a the same people that did. Uh, well, Boston Globe did a podcast. It was like an eight series podcast on Aaron Hernandez. Oh yeah, and, and, and there is a uh, which it's it's actually really good. Uh, and there's a, a good there's a section there about his time at Florida, and you're like, ooh that didn't that didn't really that doesn't look too good on on the school like they yeah uh, if you if you listen to it, it's very good cuz apparently like the the team had a had this lawyer that used to get them out of trouble like essentially you know, you, you get arrested. You go to this lawyer, and he'd he'd get you off, and, and all this. So stuff. he was like that in college
0: too. Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, obviously not killing people, but he was
1: no. They, uh, but it was like his. He had some run ins. Oh yeah, it was it was unreal. Like they listened to that at the time, didn't know at all. You know, all you heard was Tim Tebow because he was from Nice. He went to school at Nice, which was in Jacksonville. So he was a hometown boy and all that. Oh, but, Tim was. Yeah, Tim. Oh, Tim, I didn't know Tim that. was okay. from Jacksonville. His whole family was in Jacksonville. Oh, cool. Uh, so anyway, so uh, did that. Uh, in 2010, uh, decided that, you know what, uh, gonna, gonna come back closer to home. So I moved to Louisiana and, uh, lived in Louisiana for three years. So basically worked at, um, one of the, one of the reasons why I did come back too was that, um, I, there was a company I worked for and I wanted to go to Dallas. Like, actually that, that's where I wanted to end up. And the guy I worked for basically just decided, you know what, you're, you're not, if they offer that to you, I'm just going to, he, he just stopped it. So I was like, Hey, I want to go to, to Dallas and work in the corporate office from this this job and, and um, I was going to graduate and then I'd be able to get this job and go. And he just kind of cut it out. And then when, once he did that to me, I was like, you know what? I don't work here anymore. Like I, I, I literally I'm leaving. I'm going back. Like it just, that, that made me so mad, you know, especially we get like a, you know, and that was one of the lessons that I had for as being a manager now is, you know, if you've got people that are working for you that, really want to do something, you can't just stop it because it's going to affect you. You know, that's not a good leader. You're not going to, you're not going to sit there and say, Hey, uh, sorry, you're, you leaving is going to make my job harder. So, uh, no, I'm just going to just not, not let them even give you that offer. And once I found out about that, I was, I was done. So, so that's been like a life lesson as you know, as you're, you're kind of mentoring people and you're trying to get them to, to, you know, If you do those um, call them individual development plans, the three to five year plans with them, you sit down and kind of see where they want to get. So right now, I I really, really try hard to to get them where they want to get. You know, if they're hey, they're three years, I want to do this. All right. Well, let's let's go ahead and put you on that path to get there, because that was just a turning point in how you don't treat people as Mm -hmm. an employee. Yeah, because because I mean, at the end of the day is we're we're all trying to get people to you're, you're trying to train that person to be your replacement. You know, you're trying to get them is it's it, it that just it's like I said it just stuck with me so anyway so i uh um moved to back to louisiana closer to home uh was not decided that hey i'm going to be closer to home but i'm not going to be that close to home mm-hmm. never just always decided never going back to Lake village arkansas that it was a just never going to happen just kind of nothing there i i don't i i just wasn't looking for that so lived in west monroe louisiana did that for three years. Worked for a, uh, a, a point of sale. That, so basically what they did was they sold uh, cash registers and like scanners and did service for independent grocery store chains. So I, I did their inventory and their purchasing for that. So so that for like that whole 10 years, like I was a, essentially in inventory and warehousing. So that that's, that's kind of how I've kind of got to where I'm at now was it wasn't like I've done it worked for different companies, but it was the same sort of career path. It wasn't like a, Oh, I did this and I did this and it was all different. So, so that kind of uh, got me to the point where, you know, I was, I was doing purchasing, I was doing uh, a lot of inventory and did that for three years. And then I uh, was just kind of bored with what I was doing and decided to, you know, I'm to start looking for something. And then I looked and I saw that, uh, uh, georgia pacific was hiring and and cross at arkansas you know very close to home and i was like well that's a very good company to work for you know so let me apply for it and so i applied as a buyer for them and uh and got it and they made me move back to arkansas was how far is that from your hometown uh so cross it would have been uh about a 40 minute drive how, how big is Arkansas relative to New York I mean is oh, it oh it's not no it's it's you're gonna look at like uh the larger towns are like Fayetteville college town but, and, but like geographically. Oh, like, oh oh uh I don't think it's as large as it might be the same size as, as New York I mean it's it's wise like big it's big because it's a lot of farmland
0: yeah so like northern, I, mean, I obviously know the shape of it, but just yeah. like looking at a map, I don't well, realize you, how big it if is. If you think this.
1: Arkansas, so basically north of Little Rock is more uh, you're getting into like the Ozarks and kind of so it's more mountainous that mm-hmm. way. So uh, uh, there's some there's some kind of south of Little Rock is all flat farmland. So essentially they're growing like rice and soybean and stuff like that. And then north of theirs, it's just it's the mountains. Where are the Razorbacks? They're in Fayetteville so that's the northwest is that the capital no, no Little Rock Little Rock's the capital yeah, yeah. but population wise it's not very big like Little Rock's your largest largest city and a quarter of a million people or something like that I don't I know. know someone can fact check me Jamie looked that up yeah uh, um, we'll get Jordan on yeah that. get Jordan look that up and uh but basically you've got the larger towns of just like Fayetteville which is the uh, is where the razorbacks are at and then little rock and then rest of it's just smaller towns maybe the size of Plattsburgh not not super big but then you get a lot of small towns in in the in the south part southern part of it that are just you know there was one town outside of of Lake village called mist m-i-s-t population eight had a population sign literally it was like the same family lived there and they're like hey it's our town we want a population sign the mist the mist if you it, the joke was if you if you uh i don't know somebody told me this when i was a little kid i thought it was hilarious but it was like uh if you if you drive through it you'll blink and you'll missed it yeah yeah so it's like all right well, that, that's, that's funny right, yeah. that's funny when you're eight it's one house yeah, it really was. You look you see the population sign, you look to the right and there would be two farmhouses. And that was it. So, so Thank thank you. Come again soon. <laughs> yeah, it really it, It's like the same sign, like front side population on the back of it. They're like, "Hey, come again soon." Yeah. Enjoy your visit. So, uh so so I did that. So then that's how I started for and this kind of gets me to closer to where uh, you know, I started meeting you guys was uh I had started working in, at cross it Arkansas they made me move back and that was the only reason I was going to move back to Arkansas was because it was just a great job um, mm-hmm. and just a great opportunity for me and uh, so I took the role and worked at the uh, so uh, obviously George Pacific makes uh, they do a little bit they they they're in the forestry um, business so the they make towel tissue napkins cups stuff like that uh so this this plant made uh tissue napkins and like uh, uh computer paper. Uh, well, no, not there. They didn't make oh, it, don't that. There. Okay. Well, they they made well, they actually they uh, Cavina Realty GP yeah. GP paper. <laughs> so uh um so they basically make towel tissue napkin kind of deal. And it was a large facility and basically got there and worked for uh I worked there a little under maybe that was probably about a year and a half i think and uh very love love everybody there the the, the people that i work with there the, especially the, the other buyers that i work with just just great people love them to death they you know i gained 15 pounds working there a year and a half because they would cook all the time you know it's the south you know everything's potluck you know it's like hey it's your birthday all right let's cook chickens and waffles oh it's Ritz. it's everything i mean it's like picking a blanket and like you know somebody's making it so essentially we were eating every day it's like hey it's your birthday no well somebody's birthday so let's let's bring a cake <laughs> so so it was great and that's actually where i started drinking coffee too didn't drink coffee before i started working there really got got hooked on coffee at uh gp cross it and it was the the lady who worked there would or would buy the Folgers, just the regular Folgers in like the five gallon bucket. Oh yeah. And, and you know, so, so essentially she, she would make a cup and she would like, or make a pot, she's like, hey, you're help me drink this? I'm like, sure. And the next thing you know, I'm drinking like seven cups a day and it's like unreal. And then, cause hey, there's no Starbucks there. I mean like- No there, turning back. There, yeah, It's like, you're, you're hooked, you know, it's just your main line in caffeine now. Uh, so anyway, so I worked there for a year and a half love the people there very very good people that i work with and uh got an opportunity where i got a call and they were like hey um the my boss at the time was like you want to what do you think about plattsburgh new york i'm like pittsburgh it's like no class plattsburgh and i'm like i don't know where that's at and she's like it's it's upstate new york no she said new york i i tried to she go "Shoot, it's in new york and I, and you know people from that's not in new york when you say new york city. it's the city you know uh and i was like oh that would be pretty cool and and then then i google it and i'm like oh that's not the city that's 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 canada more or less yeah and you know for me anyway you know it's just myself you know it's just me i don't i don't have you know i don't, I don't i'm very you know what's good about the business that i'm in now and, and what's kind of got me where i'm at is i'm mobile and at the time it was like all right well let's do this like I, i've never wanted to, to live in arkansas and i've always been very open on opportunities you know you hear a lot of people get frustrated with like their town and they're like well there's nothing here and they, they do this i was like well there's opportunities everywhere you just got to be have the courage to to leave you know, if you're not happy in your current situation, you know, start looking outside of that and then find something that you're, that you want to do. And, and I was like, you know what, there's, I will never, probably never get another opportunity like this to, to say that I, I lived in New York for, you know, for a job. So I, uh, flew in for a meet and greet and on the, you know, coming across the lake. Well, they flew me in, I flew into Burlington. So I saw that and they're, you know, they're selling hard on, on Burlington. hadn't got the new, hadn't got the Plattsburgh yet. hadn't seen anything in Plattsburgh. They're selling me on Burlington and, uh, um, got on the ferry, which first time I was ever on a ferry in my life. Um, and got to Plattsburgh and met the people here and was just, everybody was just, just great, super nice. And, you know, uh, Kind of stayed, you know, uh, stayed the weekend. Kind of get around the town. Actually, that weekend, so my first weekend in New York, I uh, did the meet and greet, met the folks, went around town looking, and then decided, hey, I'm going to make a trip down to the city, and had a rental car, and so drove down to Poughkeepsie, got on the train, went down. First time I ever been to New York. First city. time. Yep. First time. And then uh, had a great time. You know, did the whole went to the Met, did all this stuff, and. Uh, came back up and then made the mistake of not filling up with gas after you leave Albany at midnight. So, you know, I, I, I'm like, okay, well, mileage wise, I'm like, I, I, I'll I'll just be able to fill up before I get there and then realize that, okay, everything is self-serve. You know, it's like two o'clock in the morning and I'm pulling off exit after exit and everything's closed and they don't take credit cards at the pump and then I start getting to, I believe I was close to, uh, uh, is it Minerva? Minerva, yeah. Minerva. Or, or how far? Which one Miner- is Minerva's Where's Where's Elizabethtown at? Is that close? To, to from here? That's where John grew up. Right. So, so uh,
0: about uh, 40 minutes south.
1: So I ran out of gas in Elizabethtown, 2 o'clock in the morning, and had to call AAA. And, you know, so lesson learned. Don't, you know, make sure that once you leave Albany, driving this way, yeah. fill when up. When
0: you get exit, like 20, make sure you're filled up on top, gas.
1: Top it off and then put an extra dollar in if you can. You know, just basically until it's like pouring out the side of the, the car. And I, so ended up, I, uh, my first weekend in New York, I ran out of gas in Elizabethtown and had to call AAA to come bring me gas. Uh, so the guy showed up at, you know, 3 a.m., I paid for three gallons. The guy gave me two gallons and told me, if you want the third gallon, it's going to be 20 bucks. And I was like, no, I'm good. So I... I, I about
0: what, 50 miles? Eight, 40 I, miles? i I... Well, 40 I, miles probably?
1: I rolled into Plattsburgh. Like, I, I it must have been fumes because the gas light was on forever. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, essentially, like, I was like, all right, I'm either going to walk or I'm, you know... And, and it was cold, too. Like, I, this was... April this was like early April when I came for my meet and greet so you know I left Arkansas it was like 178 degrees and come up here it's snowing Uh, so it was it was a different world
0: at that time yeah
1: yeah so a different world so anyway so uh after all that I ended up I took the job and then I moved to Plattsburgh May of 20 May of 2015 so and then I was in Plattsburgh until I met she, uh, everyone at the gym february twenty sixteen so i was so- w- whatever that is math wise you know um so I was here that long before I even met you guys
0: so what did you do prior to meeting us in Plattsburgh like what did you do for a full year uh so well,
1: when it wasn't you know negative eight hundred degrees mm-hmm. uh so I did. Well, obviously I I had friends back so I would travel back to, you know, to visit family. Um I think I at one time I think I made a trip to New York City probably five weekends in a row. Like oh, wow. yeah, like I was I think I made probably 10 trips to the city by car, or by train. No, by so car. So I drive to Poughkeepsie and then take the train into yeah, to, done that before, to so, yeah. so so I would take the train in the Grand Central and then uh then essentially walk everywhere. Yep. So, um and then, you know, so essentially I did that. It was, you know, pretty much just I worked a lot. It was a new job, and so I'd work a lot. It was, you know, you go in it's dark, you leave in dark, Stark, but it's not like, you know, that's like 5 to 5. You know, it wasn't like it was super late. But uh, so did that, and I think I actually went to the gym at the – what's the – what's the one over by the – is it the Oval – whatever the the, the the rec center the rec yeah yeah, yeah 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 so, I, yeah, so it's I, right right back here right so i went there and then uh did that for a while uh and so i, I would say my until i met you guys i really didn't do much of anything up here because it was like you know i knew i knew people that i worked with and stuff like that and you know i would make a trip up to montreal did that a few times and went down you know, through the city and just kind of just just went around because I was the guy that uh, uh one of Well, I got my boss's boss at the time. I was like, you got any advice for me? He goes, well, take a, a, when you move anywhere, put out like a hundred mile radius and go see everything. And that was his advice. You know, Mm -hmm. he's like, all right, you're never going to get this opportunity again, or you may, you may never get this opportunity again. So take, you know, make the most of it. So what, that's exactly what I did. I mean, I went to Lake Placid, went to, went to the city, went to Montreal and just tried to try to see as much as, as I can. You know, cause growing up, we, we didn't go on a lot of family vacations I and mean, we went on a vacation. We were, we were driving to go visit like relatives or something yeah. like we didn't go to Disney world. Like we didn't go to Hawaii, or anything, you know, grew up, you know, I'm going to say poor, but you know, and we, we didn't have a lot of money growing up. So it was essentially like, uh, you know, if you're going somewhere, you're going to visit, visit your aunt in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And so I decided, you know what, I'm just going to just make the opportunity and just go just whatever it's going to be. I'm just going to go. And, uh, so then February, nice cold day in February, I texted John, he texted me right back. I should have kept the text too, because that's probably that, the only one you ever got from yeah, John. Yeah. 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 <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? Cause I, I think I came on a Sunday and like, uh, thinking it was going to be open or something like that. And I got it and texted him. He texted me right back, told me to come in, signed a, uh, 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 three day pass. And then first day there met Mr. Chris Cross, you know, the one and only oh, most yeah. downloaded podcast. That's it. That, that's yeah, right. I'm, I'm, I'm breaking that record. <laughs> and uh, pretty much from, yeah, I'll be honest with you, day one, it was, you know, this kind of may, may sound kind of sappy, but it was like just felt like we were friends forever, you know, mm-hmm. just like day one. Everyone's super, super nice, very opening. I think they might have invited me out to dinner like two days later, like just. You know, I I mean, Chris, I'm sure it was like, hey, look, we're just trying to keep a member here, whatever. But, you know, I didn't really know anybody. But then next thing you know, it's like I'm going on trips with them and just, you know, I'm just part of part of the gang.
0: Well, I think the first I think the first time you like really hung out with us was. Didn't we go to the pool? Yeah, because I remember I remember going I had to drop something off to you and then I stopped and you were like hanging out and it was like a really nice day which we don't we only get so many up here and we were going to uh jewel's parents pool yeah and i go i asked i think i just asked you like what are you doing right now and you're like i don't know i'm just gonna watch some college football and hang out so then i just basically told you to to just hop in the car and we we ended up i think going there yeah day drink for like yeah and hung out at the pool and then i think we went out to dinner and just kind of like one of those just like odd sunny 80 80 plus degree days here probably like in may june yeah it was really nice, so we ended up just doing that. So that's the first time I remember probably hanging out with you outside of seeing you at the gym. Yeah, so I mean that was like, and then I think I ended up we did that,
1: and then you know obviously we do like little trips to Burlington, and I you I think, might have went to regionals the first year. With I, went us. To, I went to regionals. I even went to uh, um, uh, who was it? Coach Cav. Yeah. Yeah. With, Never met him before in my life. Oh, he stayed at his house. Yeah, that yeah. was uh, stay, stay, later in the year. Yeah, stayed at his house. Just yep. showed up with you know with with he's like, hey, this is Larry, and it's like, hey, Larry, and then like, uh, what's n- up, dude? Never met him before. Stayed at his house. Want a beer? Uh, so that was good, but but yeah, so we you know we did the whole regional thing, and then uh, and then that October, uh, some stuff happened. You know that that was when my mom had got sick. Yep, and then um, uh, basically was looking at well, you know. Um, so I, you know, I don't bring the podcast down, but she, so she had, uh, she had got diagnosed with breast cancer and I was looking for, Hey, all right, well need to kind of get closer to home. And, you know, the opportunity came up with work and it was like, Hey, we're, we, we can place you in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So essentially it was like, Hey, it was a great opportunity for work. And also you're a little closer to home. Cause you know, cause you're, I was like six hours from my parents' house and, um, so it kind of worked out for both. And then around October of that same year, I think, so New Year hold six months. Is that what that is? You know, math-wise, maybe mm-hmm. eight months. Roughly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then ended up moving. And then, so that was two years ago. Oklahoma. Little, yeah. So yeah. I moved to Oklahoma a little over two years ago. Uh, so lived in uh, I lived in Broken Arrow, which is south of Tulsa. Tulsa, Oklahoma, which actually is a great city. Everyone thinks of Oklahoma as like tornadoes and tumbleweeds but which one
0: Tulsa is a great city
1: Tulsa is a is a great city okay it it is it's a suburb and everything I think a million people something like that it's pretty good pretty good size uh but I mean I think the next largest is like Oklahoma City a couple hours away Tulsa is the biggest city no 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 I I think Oklahoma City is okay all right we'll get Jordan to to, to fact check me yeah make sure you write that down uh but anyway so so I worked in Muskogee Oklahoma Uh, like the song you know uh, the Merle Haggard song and uh, uh, worked there and I drove about it's about 40 minutes because it's a I mean you wanted to live in you wanted to live in sort of the the more populated area because more stuff to do and um, moved there in uh, October of 2016 I think actually might have been November because I came back and forth a little bit because I was kind of support the facility here and then also doing the new stuff so I think Mm -hmm. I might have I think it might have been end of November when I actually moved um, and moved to Oklahoma for two years. Loved every minute of it. You know, just great facility. I mean, overall the, the, the company I work for is just amazing. You know, I, I, I wouldn't up and move, you know, as much as I have, if it wasn't somebody, you know, wasn't someplace that I really wanted to stay and mm-hmm. kind of want to work. Uh, so uh, worked for Georgia Pacific in Muskogee, Oklahoma for, two years uh so that was november ish to yeah so i yeah, it was actually uh, two years because i would moved to florida which you know exactly november of the of 2018 mm-hmm. so uh did that and then during those two years i think i probably would come up six eight times a year to visit oh yeah there, there's one span
0: i think you came three four times in a month yeah or in a, about a five week window it, yeah so it was she came up for a couple weddings, uh-huh. came yep. for regionals, yep, did, and came
1: for Fern. Did that, and then so yeah, so I mean, and then we did the Shit. cruise in twenty. We did the cruise, and then like I did, you know, all seven of your weddings, That's and, it. and That's it. Yeah. Uh, hit everybody's wedding. I actually, made it up for for a couple of the kids' uh, births. True, uh, yeah. you know, and you know, kind of, uh, Julia was going you seem like you're up here a lot more because I was talking about like how much vacation time I got oh because I make it work like I'll I'll, I'll, I'll do it around a holiday or I do it around a weekend and I'll just do you know like We're this just connecting flight yeah you know, I mean really like <laughs> this, around this this trip was like hey I'm only taking off three days but I've been here six yeah you know because it just it just how it worked out so mm-hmm. you know make those days work and you know set your schedule up where you can kind of come visit and uh so yeah I would I would come up I think how many times was it last year? I think I visited you guys maybe I think it was five times about five times last year maybe more than that Because I did a couple weddings I did Fern six
0: I didn't do regionals six no wait what was that 18 17 you were up a lot yeah last year I would say solid five yeah Still a right? lot. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. I mean, every other month, pretty much, you were coming it up? It was
1: getting there. I mean, I think this visit's been the longest gap because I, I saw you guys in October for for mm-hmm. for the uh, for D.L.'s wedding. Mm-hmm. And then, essentially, I was going to try to come up around Christmas, but then I was moving to Wichita. So, uh, it come up a lot. Yes. So, anyway, so I uh, kind of get back to my moving around. So, essentially, I... And, uh, I got an opportunity, uh, you know, um, in Oklahoma was, was great, but got an opportunity. They called me they were like, Hey, uh, what do you think about going back to Florida? I was like, where at in Florida? They're like, uh, Perry, Florida. I'm like, Ooh, that's very close to Gainesville. You know, that's a hour and a half drive. Mm-hmm. And, and then I was like, man, it'd be cool to kind of good opportunity that, you know, the, the facility needed some help. This is and still GP, right? Still GP. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, the facility needed some help and it'd been a good opportunity for me, just a place to come in and kind of help turn around some stuff. And so I was like, yeah, I'll do it. You know, mobile up to move, move mm-hmm. all of my stuff. And, uh, actually I gave away a lot of stuff when I left Oklahoma. I I started, becoming got your espresso machine. Yeah. Well, what I started, <laughs> what, what I started doing was really getting into this. I don't want to, I'm not going to say a minimalist, but like if, if I'm not going to use it and it's not, it's not, yeah, you know, if it's essential. not functional for me in my house or what I'm doing, I'm not going to keep it. There's no reason. Somebody else can have it. Mm-hmm. You know, if it was shoes, or I think I gave away like ten pair of shoes, but it wasn't like, hey, I dropped it off at Goodwill, which a lot of times I do. I'll drop off clothes and stuff to Goodwill, but this time I did. Friends, like, hey, you know, you know anybody at your church that could use like some really good stuff? Like I gave a friend of mine like five Lululemon like polo shirts. Nice. And I'm like, you know, just that kind of deal. And yeah. I'm like, well. You know, someone, I, I'd figure someone would kind of uh, would uh like it more than, than just, hey, let me go throw it in, like, something and try to get some tax write-off or something like yeah. that. So I'll just donate it to, mm-hmm. to friends. And, and it ended up being, like, well, one friend started going through them, and the next thing you know, then they would, like, invite friends over to go through it. And then, then they kind of dispersed it all. But, like, people got some nice stuff. Like, I, I, I gave away, like, three pair of, like, noble, like, shoes and, like, all kinds of stuff. So it was nice stuff. So anyway, so I got to where it was – if I'm gonna move, I'm gonna get it in a seven by seven moving pod. It's everything. I'm gonna, you know, wow. get it all in there. Do You have a couch or anything? I, I, look, I, I was playing Tetris when I was packing this thing. Jesus. So I got everything I own in this seven by seven moving pod. It's like the size of like a freight elevator. Yeah. And uh, but you know, I rent it a lot, so it's not like I had like a refrigerator and stove and stuff like that. But uh, so I've gotten into that, that mindset of if it's not functional for my life right now, then I don't need it. You know, I'm not going to go out and buy a whole bunch of stuff just just to have it. And if I start collecting things, you know, obviously I'll buy shoes and you know clothes and stuff. But if it's if it's not working for me and it's just going to sit in a closet or it's just it's, yeah, I'm just going to get rid of it or I'm just not even going to buy it because I'll I'll go to the store and I'm like, am I really going to use this? Like, you know, is it functional for my house? Yes, okay, then I'll get it. No, then all right, then I, I don't need it. Yeah, you know. So anyway, so I had a. Uh, uh, did that and moved to Perry, Florida, October of last year, 2018. And let's see, no September. I started uh, September 24th. Sorry, got my days wrong. So I I left Oklahoma and went to Perry, Florida, in uh, September of last year. And I was living in a hotel, waiting in my apartment to be ready in Tallahassee which that was the, the closest place to kind of stay. So it was it would have been an hour drive to work back and forth. And that's where I got a, a whole bunch of podcasts, in, mm-hmm. you know, listening to. And I was in the hotel, got a got a call or got a, a calendar invite, you know, from someone at, at the company I work for. It's like you never get a calendar invite from. I'm like, okay, let's, let's see what this is. Big deal. Yeah. And uh, while I was living in the hotel, also – had this call during Hurricane Michael. It was an actual hurricane, you know. So there was a hurricane. Uh, we didn't get a lot of. We just got a little bit of wind. But anyway, so they're like, "Hey, what do you think about Wichita, Kansas?" So that's where the main corporate office for like everybody, the, the company Coke that owns. GP and all those places. They're out of Wichita and co- spell coke for people. K O C H. Yes. Yeah, not Coca-Cola. Yeah. No, which they're based out of Atlanta. So uh, anyway, um, they're like, Hey, what do you, what do you think about this opportunity you're interested in? And I was like, Ooh, I just got to Florida, but I was like, all right, let me start weighing the options. And I start asking a few people and I'm like, well, all right, well, I'm not really settled here. And yeah, it mm-hmm. sucks that I'm going to, you know, basically be here three months or whatever and, you know, kind of start working with some folks and make some relationships and then just up and leave. But also you're, you're when are you going to get this opportunity again? So I'm, I'm all about opportunities. Like, Hey, if you're not going to, someone offers you something up and you're like, Hey, am I ever going to do this again? Or is this something just do it? Mm-hmm. You know, don't just say, Oh, well, I'll do it one of these other days. Cause more than likely that won't come. So it's like all right, well, if you're going to if you're going to take this job and and move and you know try try to better yourself and uh then do it. So uh got the opportunity and knew I was leaving Florida before I even got into my apartment. So I moved in my apartment, didn't really unpack a lot of stuff, and then uh basically the next month packed it all back up. Packed it up in 2 hours, offloaded it in an hour. So and it was because I, I didn't really, you know, I, I like kept my TV boxes and everything was kind of box, had the essentials out that mm-hmm. I need. And uh, so I lived in a nice little vacation in Florida for three months. <laughs> so, so that was fun. You know, went through a hurricane and, you know, just uh good months to live in Florida. Yeah. It was nice. Nice. Yeah. End of the year. But, um, so got that opportunity and, um, decided that took the opportunity in Wichita and that's where I'm at now. So, uh, just a great. You know, like I said, and the company I work for is just, it's, it's great there. I'm not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't up and move as much as I've done if it wasn't for like, you know, career wise helping me and just a, just an overall great place to be.
0: No. Now Coke is the parent company of GP. Yeah, yeah. So what do you do at Coke? Like what, has so, your job changed?
1: Uh, so I'm, I'm still in procurement. So that's what I do. I, I'm, I'm in procurement. I've been a procurement manager for, uh, the past, four years mm-hmm. um well that's that's my title anyway but um so so that's what i do i'm a procurement manager for coke ag and energy solutions so they're they're, they're based out of wichita and um and really it's a uh, so they make fertilizer so they they've got uh, i'm i'm a procurement manager i have some procurement leaders that that i manage sort of that they support local facilities um one in Alabama, a couple in, one in Nebraska, one in Iowa, one in West, uh, Kansas. And then a lot of these, um, terminals, like off these pipelines throughout like the Midwest and stuff. So like down to like new Orleans, all the way up into like Minnesota and stuff like that. So, uh, so what I do is I help, I lead that team on their procurement planning, uh, just overall, just, uh, uh helping them kind of move from a, uh, one of the big things we, uh, in, in Coke is being trans, you know, transformational, you know, and, uh, really trying to lead our team from more of a, 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 tactical kind of, you know, just doing things manual kind of work kind of thing to more strategic where we're thinking big picture. We're thinking about our, uh, our turnarounds, which is kind of like a big project, call it, you know, if you don't know much about like turnaround and outages and stuff. So, mm. uh, Really trying to get them to think more of large dollar projects, how to how to manage that rather than stop thinking about the the 400, 500 dollar buy up to, you know, you're, we're trying to be more strategic about the, you know, the five, 10 million dollar buy kind of thing. So so really trying to lead them on that. So that that's that's currently what I'm doing. So right now I've only been there a whole month and uh, but I've been kind of traveling. So last week I was in Alabama. This week I'm here visiting I'll go back to Wichita for a couple of days. Next week, I'll go to Iowa to to visit a site there. Right now, I'm just kind of building relationships and just kind of understanding the business
0: altogether. Does your job require a lot of traveling, or is this more training? Like well, once you get all kind of like really get your really get a hold of of the company in the in the position.
1: Well, yeah, I well
0: not really. I mean, I could do everything from which stuff I want, but I've worked in the
1: facilities uh, and you you've got to travel you've got to get out to to visit people you can't mm-hmm. it's tough to be like sitting in some other state and like trying to, to like build relationships get people to kind of to to understand the why of when you're trying to do things and so so traveling will be part of it because i'll just you know i i need to get out to see the see people get yeah. in their office get face to face with them you know it'd be like you hey you're, you're trying to sell a house over the phone like Yeah. That that doesn't really work. I mean, yeah, yeah, you could probably go, all right, well, there's all these websites and stuff. You can do that. But the face to face time, really understanding somebody's need and, you know, really, really, you know, getting that customer focus is more than just a monthly phone call with somebody on, Hey, what's going on there? You have a little more context of the area
0: they're what they're living in or growing up in or,
1: yeah, you just get to understand, you know, uh, day to day wise is, you know, what they're really struggling with. You know, if you're trying to, if you're trying to push down an initiative on somebody and you're doing it from, you know, two States away and, and you're trying to get them to really buy into it. It's better to be on site to have a good conversation with them about it rather than going, here's this email of things I need you to do because, you know it, that's going to be tough. So so I'm going to I'm going to try to to travel more. Um like this one I, I, right now I'm just trying to build relationships and then I'll start scheduling sort of I don't know if it'll monthly bi monthly or whatever. So a couple of my sites are are within a couple hour drive. Some are, you know, it's a flight. But try to really make a make an effort to to be on site more just just because you you that that's how you, you know, like I said building those relationships. So And you said it was an agriculture. So you're going to more Probably Midwest cities, anyways. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so they, they do fertilizer. So, uh, essentially, um, they will, you know, the they're just plants that, that I'll support. So, like I said, I'm just right now, I'm just learning the business. So, if you start asking me what's how do they make it, do all this stuff, I'm going to say, I'm sorry, well, you're going to have to Google it. You know, Jamie, pull <laughs> that up. Um,
0: Yeah, so I, I uh, proc- you're still the procurement, right? You said? Yeah, procurement, yeah. That, that's what I did, Uh, my internship. I went for supply chain. Mm hmm. And I don't know if that's what your degree is. Was that your degree? No, my
1: my degree is uh, business administration. Actually, I'm I'm going back to school, so I'll start in the fall for a master's at Wichita State Shockers.
0: Shockers, there we go. Uh,
1: so I'll do uh, business analytics. So uh, we're actually uh, our company does hire a lot of supply chain um, majors coming out of college. So they' they look at the they they recruit a lot at like. Michigan state, uh, Southern schools, Alabama, Auburn, uh, Tennessee, uh, the thing went over to Rhode Island. So anywhere that's got a good supply chain school, Mm -hmm. like they, they've been recruiting out of that just because that's the way procurement's kind of going, you know, my, my degree was a business administration, but had a lot of background in inventory and and inventory management stuff. So basically supply chain, like through career rather than like college. Uh, so that kind of helped me kind of get my foot in the door with, with those guys. But, but right now, the way the way our group or the way procurement's going, you know, we're you know, so I'm I'm gonna go for uh, business analytics. So as we look to really think about the go to that from uh, that tactical to more strategic, a lot of that stuff's gonna get automated. A lot of that, you know, uh, button clicking kind of thing. If it's something that you know we talk about creating value, it's like if you're if you're gonna uh, you know if you're gonna flip POs all day, which is just basically process a PO and email it, you know, if it's the same clicks over and over again, well, Mm we, we can, we can build, we can build a bot to, to do that for us. Now we, we want you to free that time up to start having, you know, more conversations with people, you know, more planning, you know, it's, if you're, if you're in the the weeds of just, you're putting out fires all day on stuff like that, you're not really, you're not doing anything. But so, so what I've kind of seen with my job is I'm to a point that's like, all right, well, I got some, I I need some more training on to kind of for that next step because as we start automating for uh, more things uh, more information more data is going to need to be crunched and you're going to have to understand how to read it and and so you're looking for those people now it's the as we start pumping more information into this now we got to start breaking it out we got to start understanding what it means we got to start uh, try to predict some stuff then we also got to understand well once we get the data what, do, what are we going to do with Gotta start coming up with plans like that so so that's the reason why I decided to go back to school you know at, at 38 you know some kids go go right after uh college me i was like you know what i'll I'll wait yeah because you were late i mean oh seven you were mid-20s by that time yeah so i so i have uh two associates degree and i have a bachelor's degree so so i did a lot of you know college of just part-time yeah just just, it was just you know it, it was kind of my i didn't i didn't have the you know coming out from growing up like as literally my mom was like Oh, you don't have to go to college. I'm just happy you graduated. Like that—that was the mindset. Like I was the first person in my in my entire family to to get a a college degree. Like that's that's kind of growing up in that area. It wasn't expected that hey you're going to go to college. It was you're gonna you're going to graduate high school and then you're going to get a job or you're going to the military, Mm -hmm. and or if you're if you're going to college, then you're going to go to VoTech. Yeah, you're going to learn a trade. You know, my dad was a welder, so. That you're going to learn to weld, you know, you're going to, you're going to go work construction or something like that. So, so actually going
0: and, and graduating college was like a big thing. Um, so one thing I wanted to ask you, I knew, I knew you played this at one time, um, baseball. Yeah. Describe your baseball career. Was it just high school? I just high school. But what, what were you throwing? Uh, you, you told me you were, you were the closer no
1: no or no setup no so so basically what it is so I growing up I played high school baseball for one year because I was in a band through high school and oh, hey you're in a band you're in a punk band you don't play sports that's it so uh so i uh I played third base and i I was one of those which was funny was like I was like the an all-star practice player that's it like I yeah. mean it was like you put you me shag the ball and what well, well, I mean like you put me in practice you look at that guy and you're like Wow, that guy is amazing! Like he, you know, he's yeah. You know, I'm, I'm catching and throwing. Like I'm, I'm throwing. You know, I think, I think at one time I might have threw ninety, ninety one, something like that. That's nuts. I think I, this was like, but it wasn't like, hey, formal. But anyway, so, but I mean, I, I threw pretty hard, uh, but not for very long, not very accurate, you know, going for an inning and throw your arm out. Essentially. Yeah. It's pretty much what it was, but like in practice, you know, I I did, I I was great, put me in a game and then I don't know what it was, was just like, you know, start getting the, uh, what do they call that where like the pitcher can't throw a strike kind of deal
0: like the The, yips almost like a putting yip. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so I have that to where I can't throw to first base for anything to save my life. So, uh, so I was mediocre high school player. You know, mediocre rubber arm, yeah. So, I mean, I, it was. I would have you know, I did hit one home run in a in a, a, a divisional baseball game, that that was my one sort of big deal. Did you sl- did you th- flip the bat, and just no, but I did this whole like, uh, I don't know why I did it, but like this, uh, uh, like Albert pool host kind of skip to the plate kind of deal where you like skip in and like tap it with your toe and all this stuff. It was, it was stupid, yeah. <laughs> give me the old you know, Sammy, Sosa, Sammy you know, Sosa, you know. You know, you know P sign to the sky kind of deal um uh, but yeah so it was uh that that was my my high school i played i i probably could have if i would have played more maybe decent enough to you know i want to say like play like community college kind of thing yeah it would have been there? that like i i, I might have made the team i'm not saying yeah. that I'm, I'm not saying that you know uh I, i'd be like third string
0: plattsburgh state or something like that we uh i used to play a lot of base a lot of baseball and I ended up, we just like, we always had a really good team. And then by the time we basically hit high school, we all just went focused on soccer. Yeah. So like all our, we were still like, our team was still one of the, probably the top teams in the league, but we were never dominant where when you we were younger, we were just dominant. Like we would just, I mean, I think we played, I think we went like three years and we lost like one or two games. And then all of a sudden, like we ended up just like, then we turned to soccer and we went. Our high school career, yeah. like, only losing probably two games, I think. So, yeah. like, we just completely switched focus, but uh, baseball is a fun sport. Yeah, it's, I, I was kind of like that way, too. Like, growing up, like, I was always on really good
1: teams as, like, we didn't, I don't think they called it Little League, but whatever it was, but, like, our, our team was, like, farm equipment, because it was all sponsored by like, some local... Oh, yeah, yeah. So, it was, like... Hey, you, you're it's a you're sponsored by Lake Village Drug and you're sponsored by farm equipment, you know, kind of deal. So we'd have those. I think good that's teams. every little league team. It's yeah. like,
0: What local business is going to sponsor us? Oh,
1: we're the blue team. Who's yeah. that? Okay. Yeah. It's like, hey, here you go. you your farm equipment. Yeah. So it, it it was good like that, but I mean, you just don't know. It's like you you think you're awesome when you know you like in hindsight in you're a like, oh, perspective, I, was, you know. like, I was really good,
0: and it's like, no, I wasn't. I was pretty terrible. Well, I look at I look at it now like physically um like i played indoor indoor soccer for the th- last year two years ago it was the first time i played in like eight to ten years and it was like just awful like 10, 10 years ago i like could run all over the place and you just had a feel for it like i used to play a lot of golf now it's like i get on the golf course and i'm very stiff where you know 10 years ago all i did was play golf so like you know everything was just fluid like i could swing do whatever mm-hmm. i could, you know I would hit the ball wherever I wanted to, for the most part. And um, it's just funny as you start to get away of certain things, it just becomes almost foreign. Like now I can hold a golf club, I'm like I feel okay, and then I actually swing, and I'm like, oh, not 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 like it used to be, you know. Yeah. And it, um, and I found baseball was like that too. When we got out of baseball, I played in a slope no slope pitch. Yes. So me and uh, Gina went down to visit our brother in Philly. It was pretty cool. We we ended up playing. It was December, like early December, down in Philly. We were playing slow pitch softball so it wasn't like super cold out and uh it was weird we were playing like in a park in the middle of the city so like you're looking up and you're seeing all these big buildings in your park which is obviously from being where we're from that's just kind of an odd odd thing to look at but i remember i got up and then you start off with the ball and a strike already for slow pitch so you only have two opportunities like two strikes and and you're out i get up first guy throws the pitch i end up just like swinging completely swing early and just, like, miss, totally miss. Get up again, next pitch, strikeout. Slow pitch softball, first time at bat. I haven't swung a baseball bat in 10 years. And uh, I'm like, God, this is awful. And I think by the end of the game, I actually had the most hits on our team. And I, I, hit, I got a hit every single time. Where, like, people would pop out, fly, ground out, things like that. So I didn't have any, like, I think I had a double and, like, three singles. But I, I roped in a couple RBIs, you know, for, wasn't bad for being, 10 years out of, out of the uh, first time I ever playing slow pitch. too. I did. I did that. Well, we uh so. But the strikeout, man, the, the depth perception, and, like swinging. I was like, I, I whatever. Don't have it. I always blame that uh when I my eyes changed
1: where I had to start wearing glasses and contacts. I was like that. That was the turning point where I started being terrible at baseball. But uh so like I would play golf just I mean, I was I would say I could play like I could swing a club. and Like mm-hmm. I wasn't horrible. It, you know, I might. Break a hundred or something like that. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not shooting under par or something. But uh, yeah. so played that with a buddy of mine for for years, and didn't play forever. And like a couple, maybe it was last year, March of last year, we did this this meeting in Atlanta, uh, and we went to uh Top Golf. So I don't know oh, if you've yeah. ever been to a Top Golf. I haven't. No, I want to. So Top Top Golf is uh, if anybody's never gone, it's it's essentially like this big, uh, you 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 like eat dinner and drink. And then you go up and it's like a, a like a, a hitting range, you know. So you just go up there and you just pay to just, un, just hit golf balls. And they have these huge kind of setup where they're they're lit up and you're trying to hit to, like, different holes and stuff. And this thing is massive. So like, you can pull out a driver. It's like a big driving range. And uh, hadn't, hadn't swung a golf club in, I don't know, 10 years maybe. Got up there and, you know, you're like, oh, I could do this. I, I could hit a ball. And then... Next thing you know, like five or six swings later, you're like, "Oh, my back is tight." You know, yeah. you know, throw your back out doing that. And so funny story about my, uh, um, my. At one time, I was like, you know, what? I'm going to get back into golf, and I had all these clubs, and I had a an decent set at my my parents' house. And I was like, okay, well, I will. I think when I was living in Plattsburgh, I was going to start playing a little bit. I think we might have talked about it a little bit. Yeah, I think so. But. So I was like, oh, I'm going to have them send me my clubs. And my mom was like, well, I can't do that. And I was like, why? She goes, well, um, they're broken. And I'm like, broken? How, how do you break clubs? And and she's like, well, so your dad, um, he he was out collecting pecans. Uh, or I, I don't know if you guys call it pecans. But in the South, we call <laughs> them right, pecan. pecans. I we call them pecan. We'll translate it later. What, 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 and I was like, what does it have to do with my golf club? She goes, well... He was using them to uh, throw into the tree to knock the, the the pecans out of the tree. So he picked up all the pecans and he would take my clubs and he would like hit limbs and then he would like take it and like throw it into the tree and like it, it basically hitting the limbs to knock the pecans down. So he he broke all of my clubs by hurling them into pecan trees to, to get pecans. And I was like, Mom, I can I would have I would have bought you. A you know a five gallon bucket of pecans for for like what that that driver costs and she's like well we didn't think you were ever going to use it they've been out in the 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 <laughs> shed for for eight years and I'm like well you could have asked me and you're like well it's it's too late now so you know so anyway so that my nice set nice set of clubs were broken due to the fact my dad just really wanted some pecan pie the original larry morgan yeah larry larry morgan so i'm he's he doesn't have a he'd always joke that so he grew up um dad was one of 14 kids jesus uh, uh you know uh, robert c or, or robert which was actually robert senior his dad got back from the war you know and just yeah got so, busy got busy 14 kids later you know <laughs> He had his nice little workforce. So uh, grew up in. So, he he had 14. My mom's side, they had 11. So, I
0: think it... So, you had a lot of cousins.
1: Oh, I, we had a, a family reunion, which I didn't go to. Uh, and my mom told me that something like 200 cousins were there or something like Jeez. that. But, I mean, yeah. So, 14, 14 uh, uh, so what do you call it? 20,
0: 25 aunt and uncle's you know, and then you they all 25 um, pairs of aunt and uncles. So 50. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, t- depending marriage. Yeah. And stuff. So, so anyway,
1: so there are a lot of Morgans in this world. So it was always joke. this like, you know, just uh, most two common names in the world, but have like 4 million cousins and aunts and uncles and just, just extended family. So anyway, yeah. So it's, a, uh, yeah. So he, uh, um, he just Larry senior, he'd always joke that, His he couldn't he doesn't have a middle name so I'm Larry Joseph you know from Arkansas Larry Joe yep and uh, he doesn't have a middle name because he always joked that they were too poor. To to have middle names back then, that was that, that was his joke. I'm like, well, like, why am I not as, ink no. on the paper? Yeah, it's really. He goes, look, I couldn't afford those letters. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so he he's just Larry Larry Morgan. I'm Larry Joseph Morgan. So I'm technically not a junior, I guess, because I, no, I think that's yeah, the that yeah, same name. Yeah. So, but I'm a Joseph
0: too, middle name. Uh, hey, good so name. is in uh, Chad 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 Joseph Fabio Fabio Joe. Yeah, I know that. Hey, that's yeah. Fabio fact, Joe. A lot of Josephs. A lot of Joseph, Yeah. Um, no that yeah so uh never met Larry uh Larry Morgan original. Yeah. Seen his dip dip cups but that's that's about all we've, we've seen <laughs> Oh god seen, so. Gr-
1: growing up so he yeah he he dipped and he would uh so growing up you know uh, this was back when you know you could actually he would he would have his dip cup but he would also have uh he would spit into like coke cans and then as a kid you learn the lesson of hey don't drink after your dad because you know it's it's a 50 50 chance it's either filled with spit from dip or it's uh it's actual coca-cola it might be a mixture of both yeah yeah so it's uh about
0: the same color yeah
1: it it, so that's how it was so then then my mom started making them look if you're gonna dip then you're gonna start doing this so your kids are are drinking your your nasty spit like right after you so that was that was the lesson of of just don't drink after dad because you have no clue uh it, it was a funny story one time he was he was buying this uh like wolf or something it was like some some dip that was like and he'd buy it in like this huge like tub i mean it's was, it was like you think of like uh those bubblegum like buckets mm-hmm. that, it was like that size of just dip <laughs> and it would dry out so he was he was uh to go through it quick <laughs> yeah well he he would he would buy because he's oh I'm, I'm gonna save some money and so he would buy this dip and then he would uh, take his other, like, you know, his skull like can, yeah. he would just refill it. Yeah. So he'd pack it, his skull can with like wolf and it was dry. So um, my mom was like, what are you, she, she saw him one day, like pouring bourbon. It's like wild Turkey. And he would, he was pouring bourbon in, into his thing. She said, what are you doing? He goes, well, it's, it's, it's a little dry. I need to put some moisture in it. She's like, you're pouring wild turkey into your in your dip? He goes, Yeah. She goes, but you dip at work. And he's like, So? He goes <laughs> He's like, Larry, uh you're gonna smell like you got alcohol in your breath. And he's like, Oh yeah. So then after that no more of that. So we had to go back to buying like the stuff, what it would It was just the funniest Jeez. thing that he was pouring wild Turkey and, and, <laughs> and did his dip. And a little extra buzz there. Right? And to, and, but it, for him, it was just, Hey, I'm, I'm saving some money here. Did, didn't even, didn't register that. Hey, someone might That's smell great. some bourbon on your breath. That's great. Yeah. Um, one time, <laughs> one time he, he was traveling and he went to uh, my mom and my dad were, they were, uh, so he was a welder. And he was he worked for this company. They traveled a lot around, so they actually they actually lived in Rensselaer for like six months. So up up here in New York, Rensselaer, Rensselaer. Sorry, I was gonna say I'm like, wait, is that New York? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, 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 So sorry, that, that's that's how you say it in the South, Rensselaer, <laughs> Rensselaer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so anyway, so they lived there for six months, and uh, so uh, dad before he left, he, he 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 was he out of this liquor, and he's like. He didn't even drink it, really. And he just had it. So I think people were giving it to him. So he didn't want my brother to drink it. So he went into the bathroom their, of their bathroom, cut a hole in the wall, put the liquor into the wall of the bathroom, sealed it back up, painted it, hid the liquor. So he, he left. They were traveling for a good year and a half. So, they, I mean, they weren't home very, very much. Well, Larry Sr. forgot about the liquor. And then... Ten years later, when he's remodeling the bathroom, he opens up this wall and goes, why is there all this liquor in the bathroom wall? And and my mom's like, what are you talking about? She walks in and she's dying laughing. She goes, remember when you put that in there for when we left and we were we were like in Amelia Island, we went to, to New York. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. So so like he had liquor in the wall for 10 years because he forgot about it. He just, he just does stuff like that. Did you drink it though? Uh, I don't. I don't know. Oh. I, I think my mom probably made him
0: throw it away. I was going to say, how long does liquor stay good for? I no clue, but it was. It, I mean, it was in a wall. I remember uh, growing up, at my parents' house. They had a like a a cabinet, where you know, a liquor cabinet kind of thing. But they had some wine down there, and honestly, I don't know why they would have got the wine. It had a 1990 date on it, like the like the year. So. When I was like 21, like one day we we're just kind of going through stuff. I'm like, and I was kind of like getting into wine. I'm like, well, let me try. I don't know. Maybe it's good. So there was two bottles. One of them, I opened it up, took a sip of it. Tastes like piss. So I threw it, just I dumped it. The next one, I went to pop the cork out. The cork disintegrated into the wine. So Ooh. I didn't even taste of the wine, but it was like 1990. So I don't, I don't know enough about wine to know like the aging process. Like if they put a date of... If you buy a wine that's like 2014, is that too old now? Because it's like four or five years later. So I don't know. But, so I don't know about alcohol, how long it actually stays good for I'm sure some stays good forever. Yeah. I, Probably I, great I,
1: preservatives, but. It was pro, I think some of it was open and some of it wasn't. But I just thought that was the funniest thing that he that he hid this this liquor from my brother. And then he forgot about it 10 years later. And then surprised. Like, he, he thought he had, like, this, found this, like, amazing discovery in the wall. And Fountain it's like, of youth right yeah, there. It's like, hey, what is this? Why is there wild turkey in the wall of our bathroom? Like, no, you dummy. you're You put it in there to hide it from your son
0: 10 years ago. That's like uh, that's like uh, we, we in high school. We ended up uh, my senior year. Our teacher, English teacher, had us write a note basically to our future selves, and then date it. And you could pick whenever, like you could pick a year from now, five years, ten years, some random date. Um, so a lot of people, she was telling that they would actually like put money in the card and like she would save it and she would yeah. mail it to you, and then you would actually. You know, open it up, and all of a sudden, like, oh, 20 bucks, sweet. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, I actually just got mine this past year, which was ten years out. So I wrote a ten, a 10 year thing out, and it's kind of funny because you wrote it. So for me, I wrote it back in two thousand eight, and you get a letter from two thousand eight from your past self to your future self. Really, that was kind of cool. I, looking back now, it was like, ten years. I kind of wish I would have went like twenty, thirty years. Yeah. Now, granted, I don't know. So,
1: so who, who mails that again?
0: Our, so our, our teacher, oh, our okay. English teacher my senior year um, in high school. So I thought it was a brilliant idea. She has this write at all, probably like, yeah, yeah. you know, June, like right, a couple of weeks before you're about to graduate, you would write a letter to your future self, kind of like whatever, like, you know, hope you have a job yeah, or yeah. like, <laughs> or like these are things I want to accomplish. Hopefully it's accomplished by the time you read this letter, like things like that. And, uh, it's kind of funny. Like, I don't honestly, I forgot what I even wrote in it, but it was funny. Um, what you say back then versus what, and some of it's like kind of good. Like I was like, oh, I actually was somewhat smart 10 years ago, but then some of it's like, you kind of laugh at it because it was just the times that were a little different. But I mean, granted this was like, Facebook was just starting. I just had a cell phone. Like, so you kind of see the, uh, you're like, man, I hope backstreet boards are banging like they are these days. And they're back. Backstreet's back. Uh, That's it. uh, (laughs) But it was, yeah, it was kind of funny. So, but I wish I would have wrote it out like 20, 30 years because I thought it would have been a little more been more fun to look back at, like at that point. But I think I had put in something about like kids and marriage, and like yeah. I had just done both of those, so it was kind of funny. Like the timeline was was almost spot on, but it was uh, it was it was kind of a cool yeah, that thing. That would have been so I think last year would have been
1: my 20 year anniversary of high school. Yeah, we 90, graduate 98 98, yeah, 98, yeah. 98, yeah. So, all right. but that, but then yeah, that'd have been kind of cool to kind of see because like. Just the dumb stuff I was doing in '98, like what what I
0: what I, w- I would have wrote. Because you're like a totally different person from just, that uh, time to where you it are It's just
1: unreal, you know. Because it's like, I mean, your brain. What is it? Like you're you're still a kid. You know, you might be, you might can, you know, go to war and all this stuff. But you're still a kid. It's just oh, the, yeah. the the dumb stuff that like you're just like I can't believe I did that back then. If I'd have wrote that down and been like, hey. Hope your hope your rock band is you know super famous now. Open it up for Pearl Jam or, or Pearl Jam's open up for you. Three, three,
0: three weeks three weeks later, there was uh, no band. Yeah, we wrote that.
1: <laughs> came back 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 working at the local BP selling gas. So uh, no, that's actually pretty cool. Like I mean that, like I'm just thinking like logistics of your
0: teacher having to like keep up with that because year over year over she, year she's got to do that. You know what's funny? She lives like three houses down from us now. Really? Yeah, she's still she's I mean she's from the Irish great great teacher, uh, but. Um, been, no, I just thought it was kind of a cool idea. been like, smart if you had to put that $10 in like Google. I know. I should have just put like, yeah, that, imagine that. Just like, Hey, I'm
1: going to just, oh, but that'd be kind of cool. Netflix, like, well, if you think like if there's some, uh, like some high school class or something, it's like, Hey, instead of this, why don't, why don't we go ahead and just put some money into some stock or something and then like buy it in I'm 10 ma- years later. Well, imagine
0: doing like, say your senior year. Hey, everybody hundred bucks whatever we're going to just put it all in one company of your choice, whatever you want. And then maybe whatever it is, like see, we're going to check in on it in 20 years, 10 Mm -hmm. years, whatever. But like all the, the inner or all the, uh, um, technology, social media app things like, Mm -hmm. it's just crazy. Like imagine like Netflix being like something like, and then seeing where it is whenever that first came out, which was probably 10 years ago to where it is now. Remember when Netflix was just, uh, you would mail in, to yeah. a, a movie. Look, I, I remember when Blockbuster was actually a thing. Well, I remember Blockbuster. I I, I remember going to Blockbuster and renting video games. Yeah, so oh, me and my buddy would be like, oh, like for a weekend, let's go to Blockbuster and rent whatever the, you know, new game was and have it for like three days and just bring it back. So like, I don't know if I would really like it. It was funny as all the games I ended up uh, renting sucked. Like, I was so glad I didn't buy them growing up like oh,
1: I think I got a Nintendo when I was I don't know maybe 9 or so but before that we would go to Combs video and we would rent a, like a regular Nintendo like they would they would rent it to you and it was like 20 bucks and you'd rent the games you know it was like the excite bike and like all those kind of like duck like, hunter was that yeah, oh, this yeah this was all that time but like oh, yeah. you, you would go rent the games and like uh the, and this was a, like they had the vc vcr tapes and all that stuff and you'd go and you'd rent that and you'd rent it for a week and it was like the greatest thing ever mm-hmm. and then i remember like coming home one day for uh from school and like my dad was playing duck hunter but he was doing the whole thing where he had the gun like to the screen like cheating like you know just banging out all the ducks like you know just putting them down It almost like stamping it's like whack-a-mole yeah. just like yeah, dun, yeah. it's dun, dun, like dun, dun, what are you dun. doing it's like you just thought it was the greatest thing ever but yeah we used to rent uh uh, at Blockbuster, we would rent PlayStation games. But, yeah, I remember renting Nintendo, regular Nintendo, like the cartridges, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of thing. But that was ooh, late 80s, something like that.
0: Yeah, my, uh, my first, I played I played the original Nintendo. I didn't have it, my cousin did, but uh, N64 was my first system, which to this day is still my favorite system. I yeah. would take that over any other one. But, um, yeah, we ended up renting... More PlayStation games. I think we, maybe we rented a couple N sixty four, but a lot of them were just like the random. You would like go to the go to the store. Me and my buddy would be like, ah, let's let's do that one, and we'd like buy it. and We'd stay up all night just playing whatever this rented video game was, and bring it back like mm-hmm. Sunday or something. And and uh, but and then I just remember Netflix basically being the same thing, but you didn't have to actually leave your house. You could yeah. just like mail to your door. That was your big claim claim to fame is we'll mail it right to your door. And then obviously where they are now with streaming and I mean but that's doing T V shows and But that's when I first started
1: binging like shows because what you would do is you pay for like the you get the yeah. one or the two or the three. And I remember binging, was it the wire? I think it was the wire. And it was like you had to time it right. Like you had to you had to realize that you're gonna watch all these shows at once because if you're like, hey, I'm gonna cost money not to. Right, because well, even at that, if you're like, hey, I'm gonna I'm doing one well, by the time you get done with that, you have to send the other one back, and then they would send you another one. So like you would have to time it to where what I would do would be I would do the three discs and I would watch the first one, send it back, have the next one coming in. so it's essentially you know you're like a rotation where you had to make sure that. You were kind of if you're binging some like now Netflix, you binge the whole show and like you don't stop. Mm-hmm. There, it's like you've got to work with the like the the postal service has to get your stuff there on time. You got to make sure that you get the other one out and you know and it's like a couple of days in between you to like make it work. Now it's just hey, I want to I want to watch seven seasons of of Game of Thrones. Well, all right, put it on and you know mm-hmm. I'll see you in a week and a half. Yeah,
0: no, I think I think it's great. Um, have you what, what what are you watching any series right now? Uh, so let's see, what am I watching? Um, the greatest show in the history of of
1: all shows is, but I've been watching is this old house. You talk, to- yeah. That, I know you like that show. Oh, it's, I, I love it. It's it's unreal. Like it's, I follow him on Instagram, but I've never seen, seen the greatest. show. Uh, so uh, is that on Netflix? It's on. Uh, I, have a, I bought a. a was it a Roku? Roku. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So and they have a, And you can actually get it on. There's an app for it. It's a Tubi. T U B I. And they have like just free shows, so you don't you don't have to really pay for it. It's just a free app and get all this. So they have like the last six or seven seasons of, of this old house on there, and it's like thirty episodes, and it's like the great because they you know they the, they make these or they, they do these these homes in the northeast. So it's like you know it's kind of like oh I, you're they're all in Boston all the time and the Massachusetts area and all that. But anyway, so I found that, so I've been kind of binging that for the last couple of weeks. So do they really, do? They renovate the the house. Yeah. So they'll go and they'll find like uh and it's, uh they will take you know since so like just an old house they, they like to do like the older ones like, you know they'll every once in a while they'll do like the the ones you know, 60s, 70s, or something like that. But but mainly it's like hey we'll find this house from like, eighteen hundreds. Some family will, will will buy it or they want to renovate. And then they'll have to kind of work around, you know, like the uh, 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 the societies, like the, the historical societies and stuff like that, which you can and can't do. And they'll mm-hmm. go and they'll basically just remodel the house and they'll just make it new. So it's kind of like, a, like I, don't even, I don't even know, all, whatever those HD. Yeah, it's, it's the original one of the back, you know, back in the day when it was Bob Vila, you know, the, the, he's not on there anymore. But says it's, it's the same thing. It's just a home improvement show. Do they still make new series or is yeah, it done? Yeah, they still so do. they're do still coming it's out like, new episodes? 40 seasons of or something like that. Oh geez. Yeah, okay. it's it's been on forever. But but then you get into watching like the uh the Old Yankee Workshop with like uh uh Norm Abrams where he's like building
0: like uh you know hope chest. What's what's the uh the auction one? Auction one. I used to watch um Antique Roadshow. Is that still a thing? Yeah. That, that is that's so on PBS, yeah. PBS. I remember we used to watch that. Yeah. Which was just like, oh, we got this uh we got this hutch here, and you're yeah, like looking like, at the wood and the grain and like the, the fixtures on it. And I'm like, how do these like you're taking this guy like he knows the exact price of this damn thing? Right. They're like auditing or assessing the 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 piece of wood and then they're like, Oh, that's a fake. Like, it's what? Yeah, it's like you know, you get there and you see the folks, you're like, Well,
1: yeah, this was in my grandmother's house and I I I grew up with it as a kid and she just died, so how much is it worth? It's like you see you're just wanting to sell this now for money like you you, yeah. you found it at your grandmother's yeah. house and all of a sudden it's like, waiting for her to die for 10 years yeah, but it's like I, I i've been waiting to, to get it out of the, the will and uh she's dead so how much is this a, a, am i going to be a millionaire it's like uh it's like, no i'm sorry it's this like was this 70 was, bucks maybe it's this, 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 this painted by your cousin at an art class i'm sorry it's not that much yeah <laughs> Yeah, based on this paint, this was Sherwin Williams. Yeah, it's like 2007. Uh, it's like, I I think there might be some uh, Crayola in
0: there too. Uh, is oh, is he an artist? No, it's it's crayons. Cray crayons. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't watched that. We we uh yesterday we were, we at you last night. We don't watch a lot. Of, we try to do series, but. A series could last me like a whole year before I actually get through a season, just because I don't yeah. watch much. So we ended up just putting on The Office again. So. Oh, yeah. Rerun to of The Office. That does it for me. Every watched once like the while last there, I was I like, know. this is great. Yeah, every once in a while. Did you watch the, the Fire
1: Festival documentaries, both of them? No, I've heard about them, Oh, it's though. it's great. I watched both.
0: So How long are they? Is it uh, season or is it, it, it like it, a two-part? Like, it's like an hour and a half documentary. Was it? This is the one with like... Uh, they're supposed to have all the musicians, and they oh, basically oh it's so—it's so, it's what's so it good. Called? Fire what? Fire. It's a
1: FYRE Fire Festival. F
0: Y R E Festival. Yeah.
1: So there was two of them. One was—I um I forgot what the names of them are, but basically you just type in Fire uh, F Y. Wasn't the one
0: Ja Rule was supposed to be yeah, at? Yeah, or? yeah.
1: It's it's so good though. Like I watched both. Like the first one was great. So Netflix did one, and then uh Hulu did one. Because I. Because I have oh they're not they're not the same they're two different yeah okay it's two it's two different documentaries about the same event but it's essentially a lot of overlap for the same stuff but it's so good because it's it's so stupid you know because I mean the backstory of that is well um, Jairol and this guy I forget his name they were basically going to create this app where you can go in and book like the uh, well I guess back it up like he had this credit card what, what year was this oh god this was. Couple years ago? Oh, so recently. This is recent. Okay. Yeah. So this guy in New York, he he had this credit card where he was. What you would do would he had this company where like you know you have like a a, a black Amex card or what is it a Centurion card or whatever it is and it's metal and it's like people like to hear that kind of cling. So he's like, I'm gonna make this credit card to where it's like a prepaid Visa, but it's metal. That's basically what it was. So you mm-hmm. got you would basically load your debit card onto this metal credit card and it was magnesis i think that was the name of it so essentially you're like you come up and you'd have like this like a black card like people would think you're something Mm -hmm. but it's not credit i I, i'm pretty sure it was like you would load money on there like a prepaid like a debit uh, yeah so um anyway so he had this and he had this great idea which actually was a kind of cool idea but uh you would create this app where you can go in there and like you could book artists not like 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 I guess, opening artists. Like you can go book like J-Lo or people like that. You Mm -hmm. just go in and you essentially just put a bid in and you do this and you could book them for whatever. It's like, hey, Galen's 30th birthday party. We're gonna get Ja Rule or something. You know, we're, 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 we're,
0: can't,
1: can't wait to book DMX for for Galen's birthday party. Your DMX is uh, was it Rudolph the Red Nosed? Yeah, Razor, yeah. It's like, hey, can, can we make sure that you play that a couple times? DMX at the Christmas party on loop. Yeah. So anyway, so this guy, they 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 were kicking off this app, and then for to uh, promote it, they were just gonna do this big festival, and it was gonna be. The greatest. It was like bigger than Coachella, and it was just going to be on this island, and like they had all these models come down and do this. Like this is what Florida? No, this was in. It was in in the Bahamas, I believe. Okay. But essentially, what they they did was it was the great. Like you were, I think you and Chris and some folks talked about like uh, marketing and kind of Instagram, kind of all that sort of deal. Greatest campaign ever because you mm-hmm. watch this video and you're like, oh my god, I want to go do this, and it's like they had all these like the top 10 models in the world come down and they're on this island who's it was supposedly Pablo Escobar's island and like all this thing and they built this like uh this this like uh marketing campaign to where it was you're gonna get everybody to go and you were gonna spend a whole bunch of money to go on this island and it was gonna be like, the greatest festival ever and then turned out the guy was just a huge con man because like he tried to do it but like it started out, you're gonna pay 20 grand for this villa. Next thing you know, you're you are you're being rented for like 20 grand a, uh, like a FEMA uh, tent. Like, it just fell apart. Like, basically no one got paid. The guy was borrowing money. He was like, he, he ended up, I don't think he might be in jail. But but anyway, the great thing was, after this whole thing fell apart, the FBI arrested him and he did all this stuff and like he's going, like he's, he's fighting it in court he decides to come up with this other scheme where he's going to start selling uh i think it was vip something pass or something like that where he was going to like hey for $500 i'll get you met tickets or like to to the met gala you know $400 uh you'll get courtside tickets to like the nba finals and he would sell these to people and people would buy them there he didn't have the tickets. Cause like a lot of that stuff was like invite only. Mm-hmm. So, so what was just amazing was the, just the balls on this guy. It's like, you know what? I'm about to go to jail for like wire fraud. Well, let me double down and I'm going to go ahead and do let this. Let me collect bail right now. <laughs> I, I'm like, I'm going to do this other thing. And just this guy, he's just, he's so nonchalant about it. like, he, he feels like he's done nothing wrong. Like he just like, uh, it, it, it's just great. And I think, I think I like the Netflix
0: one better than the Hulu one. I'm probably gonna watch Netflix. Yeah, because I, I I'm dumb. I, I don't I don't even know how to get to Hulu on my TV. Oh, really? Yeah. I I can hit the Netflix button. Like I I feel like, you know, when you're a kid, and like your parents ask you to like, figure something out on the TV. Like give, give me to that. That's what I feel like now. I'm mm. like, I can turn the TV on and I can hit the button to go to Netflix. And then yeah. once I get to Netflix, I can scroll through. But I'm very limited on my my app TV watching. So I I have an Xbox one, like the, the, the 4k one, like I bought
1: that. And it's, that would blow my mind. It's, oh, it's great because like I have, I have my iPad is my remote. So like, you know, while I'm watching TV, like I can scroll through all the channels and like, I can like tune to each channel. Like I can go back and forth to like Hulu, Netflix or whatever it is all on the tablet. Like I've got it set up. Like I was telling you, I was watching the, uh, the, the fight
0: companion the other day. Yeah. So I've got, I like that. I like what you do on that. Yeah. So, 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 it on TV.
1: so I've got the TV up for the actual fights and then, uh, or you can do it either way because I, I can stream like a video to my, um, uh, to my my ipad so but i had the the fight companion up on my ipad you know and then i had the fight up on the tv and i kind of synced it up but so that's how i watch those fight companions because they do that they'll sync it up that way Mm -hmm. but it's cool though because like the xbox is i don't really play games like i have it like i have a few games that i'll play every once in a while but it's like i'm just not a gamer i don't get into stuff like that but i use it for like the technology stuff so it's like hey i want to i'll download all these apps and like i'll like i want to watch hulu i'll i'll Tune it to Hulu. I'll you know the only thing that sucks is like you gotta make sure that you get logged into everything. So if you have 87 different passwords, you gotta remember. And so but yeah, so I mean, that's how I use mine. And it's uh uh I don't know if I I think I can record to it. So anyway, I, that, that's it's pretty what cool. What is, X- is it, Xbox? Xbox. Is Xbox One? Like, oh one, yeah. It's like, I didn't know what number they're at now. Yeah, it's what well, this is like the one X, so it's like the one that that does 4K. Like it's Jesus. a, it's all, so I have a 4k TV. I did all, I bought the 4k TV on was here. I need another one. Um, uh, I need, I need a 70 inch, like the, the, have you seen the one that's called the wall? Have you seen that? No. I, this thing is, it's, it's gotta be 20 feet wide. It's like, it's like a, a theater kind of deal, but it's, it's called the wall and it's just this massive TV that you just, it, you stick it up, takes up the whole entire wall. It's like, I don't know, maybe it's a hundred grand or something like that. It's like, yeah, He's, I got it. hey, if I, yeah, I think you were talking the other day about winning the lottery, like if you had like 50 million, like that'd be some dumb stuff I would buy. It's like, Oh, about I, the gas? I want yeah. I want a chinchilla coat and a wall TV. That's, that's what I'm going to do with my $50 million. You're going to buy an island. You know, I'm, I'm going to buy some, some, uh, uh, air force ones and, and a chinchilla coat and then a,
0: a wall TV so I can watch the fight companion. <laughs> Absolutely nothing that you need, but you yeah. can just blow it. That's, it's just, it's just spending money. That, that'd be that, yeah. That, I, I like that. Uh, um, the <laughs> so um, what other what other docs have we seen on Netflix? Cause I, I like I like I like documentaries.
1: Uh, let's see. What have I watched? Um,
0: we watched the Avicii one, which is good.
1: I haven't seen that. No, I I, I haven't watched really any documentaries. I don't think. You I know? watched
0: one the other day too on. Uh, usually I watch them when I'm playing like. Cruise playing around and he's just hitting on his toys and stuff. So I just, I'll have it on. But I watched the one with Steven Tyler who did like a country stint from Aerosmith and that was pretty good. So he ended up doing like a, I don't know, he's with like some like local country band in Nashville or Bluegrass Band. I don't know what year this was, mm-hmm. but um, no, I just thought it was cool because Aerosmith from the time it was probably like 10 to. 12, 13 was my all-time favorite band. Really? Thanks, Mom, for uh, 70s music. Aerosmith? Yeah. I, I, think, I have probably eight of their
1: CDs. Oh, I, I might have. So when I was a kid, like, this was back, you know, we didn't have CD. So, like, when I when I was growing up, we got, for Christmas, I got a boom box. And it was, like, you know, tape, cassette tape. Didn't have a CD oh, yeah. player. It was just cassette tape. Yeah. And for christmas yeah when you hit the button it goes yeah well when you a button you had to like manually do it i wasn't come on this was like no, when
0: you hit the button and, and it just pops out. oh yeah, yeah yeah, put it in and push it back in
1: so this was like the single one so i got my first thing i got so my mom for some reason thought that i liked uh michael jackson and brian adams as would any young yeah. young ch- I you young know man. i think i'm i'm eight seven or eight years old i get oh, yeah. my first boom box and i get uh michael jackson brian adams for christmas and i'm like I don't I don't I don't even know who these are like literally I, I don't I don't I don't know. Okay, great. So <laughs> it, do you remember the um, uh, Columbia House record programs where like all right so back in the day oh, I think where so. where you where you would like pay like 10 cents or something and they would mail you like 10 CDs. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And like you it was like a subscription plan. Yeah. So that's how I got into like to like getting music and we stuff did kind of the same thing for a little bit. So it's like all right. Well, I don't like that, but my sister has this, like, two live crew tape that's great, so I want to get that, so it's, like, I'm, so, like, as my, you know, my sister's older, like, uh, she's three years older than me, so, or maybe four, uh, no, she's three, um, so, like, anytime she would get it, so, like, she would get, like, when Nirvana first came out in Pearl Jam, or, like, uh, like any of these these yeah the famous people back in the late 80s early 90s like that's where I got that from mm-hmm. so i would use that columbia house record deal it's like 10 cents sign up for it and like hey i'm 8 years old let me fill this thing out and next thing you know i got you know 10 tapes in the mail and it's like oh yeah they they really checked that one out i'm never going to pay this thing i'm never going to do this subscription so I probably owe like ten million dollars to Columbia House because you know I've got free CDs that they kept sending me. Like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna buy this next month.
0: Yeah, looks. Was this late eighties, early nineties? Oh god, yeah, yeah. The uh, I re- remember when the now CDs came on. This is probably a little after your time. But, oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, but uh, I
1: remember it's like Jock jams.
0: Yeah, like, but I remember getting. I think I own like now two, three, four, and five, <laughs> and now and nows are like i don't even know what number nows are at Ugh. 80s 90s it's gotta be it's like because they come out probably won't, twice a year maybe you probably got a nice uh chumba song on there yep yep that's jump. it um what was it called uh not jump around fall uh, jump. I, I get knocked down i get knocked down that's it and then uh no there was a bunch on that there. there was um i remember nelly ride with me was on there <laughs> yeah. and then there was um Destiny's Child, TLC, like there was some Backstreet Boys, In Sync, obviously Shuins, Britney Spears, yeah. Um, but those were—I just remember having those. Me and my buddy, we were like those were the big CDs to get back in the day because it, it was like the it was like the the formal mixtape, the one that you could actually buy that yeah, wasn't yeah, like yeah. pirated or or just like had some scratches on or someone like talking over something. Yeah. So uh, we had a few of those, and then uh, and then you started getting to the mixtape days, where
1: yeah, I think I was. I was Eight eight years old when I like my cousin had a two short
0: and a two lab crew,
1: you know. Hey hey, got got to learn sometime. You know, gangster rap there, buddy. That's it. Gangster uh, rap.
0: I mean, early '90s. You were yeah, you know, right so thick of eight,
1: it. Get NWA and all that stuff, and it's like you know, eight years old listening to it, put it in a tape player. I, I would like uh, my my sister had a Walkman, and I would like you know uh, while she was out doing something, I would borrow it and listen to it, and I'm just like, you know, like. Oh my God, what what is this happening? I don't know what they're saying, but I like it. And then, you know, listen. Literally with this Compton music. Yeah, really. It's and, you know, my cousin, he was like sixteen in high school and he, like he's listening to too short. And I'm like, Okay, I like this. I like this. I can get down with this. And uh yeah, so then then uh met my friends and then we started like doing like uh mixtape kind of things where you would, you know, you'd hear a song like a buddy of mine, he would he he would do this thing where he would uh he would have the radio on he would listen and then if a song came on like he wanted to record he would record it real fast yeah, yeah.
0: but but you always miss the first like yeah, yeah
1: you miss it like the first like five seconds of the song because you had to kind of know is this what i'm looking for is it wait is this that song and you are like, oh okay yeah. hit record and then you're like next thing you know it's like wait i missed like half the song because you couldn't figure out what it was so like, way before shazam or something you, like that yeah, you missed the whole intro yeah. So then you'd get those tapes where it's like, Hey, here's this. And you'd write it all out. And you know, then, then you, uh, a buddy of mine had the, uh, the dual cassettes where you could like record. And then, you know, and then, then obviously you get into, cause I didn't have a, I was 18, no, I was 17 when I got my first computer. Cause this was 97. So yeah, like about right. internet and all that stuff's just coming up and dial-up yeah i had dial-up and that was that was back when napster was a thing oh yeah and then uh so you know we had dial-up internet and then you would load up all of your songs so this is what i would do was you know we had the one phone line so it was like after eight o'clock parents with the bed it was all right let me load up a hundred songs on napster and then i'm just gonna start recording and then they'll be done by the morning and i'll burn them on a cd and i've got my music it's like if any emergency happened between 8 a.m and and 6 a.m no chance. That's it. We're reaching you're, the Morgan household. You're, you're going to have to drive over to my house because the phone's not working. Because Larry Morgan's using burning burning uh, uh, songs on Napster. It's like, yes, I definitely need uh, you know all all six or or, or all two of the uh, NWA albums. I need that right now. I need to by six a. m. because we we got school the next day. Yeah, a buddy a bus ride. We gotta go. Yeah, buddy of mine (laughs) actually would do that. He would he would uh, use Napster and like uh, obviously you know this is this is where you know that whole downfall was was like he would burn CDs and he'd go to school and sell them. Like, so, hey, what do you want? And he's like, all right, cool. He'd burn the, you know, like, you want this album? Great. Tell me all the songs you want. It'd be like a dollar a song or something like that. And then he would just bring it to school and sell, sell the CDs and make a little money off of and it.
0: then you'd take those CDs and it'd be your uh, your warm-up music for the basketball games? Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: Like all just random, random, like, sk- sk- stuff skipping. <laughs> and then- <laughs> I remember one time uh, our our football team came out to uh Coolio's Gangster's Paradise. That's it. Oh, uh, just walked out there. They thought they were the, it, they were the hardest. I mean, we were terrible. But they came out to that and it was a pep rally. It was nothing like, else you so you intimidated the they, other they team for a roll, minute. They come rolling out and they you know and I'm just
0: like this is this is great cuz you know What's what's funny is I think uh more than any time probably in your life I think the songs that happen probably like why you're in school Mm -hmm. resonate the most with you because you're like, Oh, that song I was in ninth grade when that came out because it reminds me of whatever that, you know? So it's funny if you, I mean, for me, if you take songs from probably 97, 98 till about 2010, I could almost tell you the year they came out. Like, you know, when you're like, like XM radio, you look down like, yep, 2006, definitely. Yeah. But like since then, well, when I had, uh, Jordan came on who else did I have on that was I forgot who it was, but I had somebody on and I was like, um, what, what who's like popular now? Like what, what singers are popular? And I was trying to like use like a reference point and they're like, um, Ariana Grande. And I'm like, okay. So then I'm like, so, so imagine like, so if I'm talking with you, I'm just like Britney Spears, Backstreet Boys, actually yeah, yeah. Agu- like, I mean all these, so I haven't really listened to pop music, probably since 2010 11 yeah. like legit legitimately listen to pop music so i don't know who's out there right now so it, what i mean like, like check the billboard top 20 I, I, yeah I probably recognize a couple there's so the you know
1: obviously what's cool is like apple music and they'll kind of give you like what's new and all that stuff and, and i'll kind of scroll through and there's something like but you know obviously i've got all the stuff from Late eighties, early nineties—that I listened to mm-hmm. up until you know I was probably like twenty-one or so. Like all that stuff, I've got all that on my phone. Yeah, I got all of that. And then new stuff, yeah. There's there's new stuff out there. You know, it's like, hey, there's this. There, you know, I might have. You know, I'm thirty-eight and I have Mo Bamba on my on my my phone. See, I don't even know who that is. What uh, is it? It's uh, well, it's the songs. Uh, I think it's Mo Bamba.
0: I anyway. So anyway, it's, it's like if you you've probably heard it because it's like uh, I, I I might have like this is the thing too. If I hear it, it's okay, but. Like the uh, like Super Bowl tonight, mm-hmm. it's Maroon Five, who I've know, I, I I know. I mean, I don't a listen to them, but their I, songs, but, yeah. I, but I they've been out for since I was yeah probably college, high school, whenever they started. But then they have like two rappers with them that I don't know who they are. I think so. That's back my- back
1: in the day, I might have seen Maroon Five when they opened up for Kelly Clarkson. I was was
0: in Florida? My my wife's a big Kelly Clarkson. So you went and saw Kelly Clarkson? Uh, Yeah. My wife was a big Kelly Clarkson fan, and we were supposed to go. Luckily, we were actually both sick at the time, but she ended up getting sick, too, Mm -hmm. and she canceled. I think she was pregnant or just got pregnant, so she canceled a lot of her tour dates. So we never actually went. For some reason, Gina loves her. This this would have been like... You know, I went with someone and and she loved
1: her and this was like right after American Idol or right after that. Yeah, this was
0: like, you know, since you've been gone fame kind of deal. Well, I think if you remember Kelly Clarkson from American Idol, then you've known like that's when I remember her because I remember her on American Idol. The first year she won, I was like, she, she beat that. That Justin guy. Was that uh, it with the yeah. weird hair? Yeah, yeah like the Justin, Justin Timberlake hair. something.
1: Yeah, because they made a movie together. It's like from, Oh, really? Yeah, it was like from Kelly to Justin or some weird thing like that. But yeah, so, but like, you know, I, it's a, that music is like, you know, anytime, like, you know, huge Pearl Jam fans. So anytime mm-hmm. Pearl Jam's touring or something, I'll try to go see them. How many times you've seen them? I've, I have not seen them. I'd like to, though. Uh, Three. Yeah. See them three times. One time I drove to Dallas. Had to be at work the next day, so drove to Dallas from from uh, uh, four hour drive to Dallas. Saw them. They play. They always play two or three hours. Like mm-hmm. they they don't they don't they're not like hey it's an hour you're in and out like. So they played. I had to be three hours. So they got done about midnight. Maybe maybe it was twelve thirty ish. Had to turn around and drive back to work. So you know it's like A draw. drive over. It was great, you know. You know, I'm screaming like a little kid. They're, you know, playing like, you know, they're uh, like a cover song or something. They play a lot of covers, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's just great. So it's just a great show. But, um, yeah. So I did that one time. Came back to work like 30 minutes of sleep. Got up. You know, hey, all, all to see Eddie.
0: That's it. I <laughs> no, that'd be a good one. There, there uh, there's, like I said, if I had to pick, like people that well one. Do you, do you see a lot of concerts? Somewhat, right? Mm, not really. Like no, I, I can't say that I've gone
1: to a lot. Like I've seen Old Crow Medicine Show a couple times, uh Pro Gym a few times. And there's just a few oddballs
0: here and there, but I can't say that I go to a lot. My uh so I, I just bought tickets to see dispatch. I, I I thought I saw you post that, yeah. Pumped. Pumped. One of my actually last year, I think it was July last year. So two years ago, I went and saw them. They did a free show at Killington. And I don't know if people know this band or not. They're really big, probably early 2000s. But like I said, we were just talking about, that's still the music I pay attention to. Yeah. So they uh, they came, They finally came back. They had like a hiatus of like a few years, came back, played. A few years later, toured again. I saw them in 2011 out at TD Garden. They sold out three nights mm-hmm. in a row because they're originally from Boston. Then I ended up seeing them. Again, in, at Killington, they did a free show. So me and my sister um, drove over, watched the free show. We were probably 10 rows back, got in the car, drove back. It was great. And then last year, I went and saw them in Shelburne because they were touring again. Mm-hmm. I used their speakers as my beer holders. Nice. Meaning I was as close as you could get. And I was with some, uh, some other, uh, like, Shazzy people that we just love, Dispatch. And uh, actually going with the same crew... I knew they were doing the tour, and then I was texting one of the guys, and he texted me like, oh, hey, are you going? The tickets just came out today, and I'm like, oh, crap. I didn't realize they were today, so Mm -hmm. I uh, within 15 minutes of that that text, I had tickets to the show, so that would be fun. It's in uh, Maine, I think, so we're going to go in July, but um, no, I was talking about bucket list people, like who you'd want to see. I think Pearl Jam would be a good one. Um, I'm going to miss them, but... Elton John, I've always wanted to see, which is now his last tour, so I'll miss him. Um, Billy Joel, mm-hmm. I'd love to see Errol Smith, because they were a childhood favorite of mine. Yeah. And God, I don't know. Do you got any any good ones that like like I would definitely see them in concert. Did you ever
1: see the Lumineers? I did. Very good. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I actually. I they're very impressive. I,
1: they, they're very good. I saw them. Yeah. At, I saw them at. Uh, um, Oh, or you saw him in Burlington. Saw him in Burlington. We were yeah. coming back that day, and yeah. I, I wanted to see him. Yeah. We yeah, went saw to a, there. A cold very, very good sound. Like I mean, it yeah. was it was probably one of the better sounding concerts I've had. Very good.
0: Very good voices, all of them.
1: Uh, ooh, I mean, you know, I mean, obviously, so those you kind of look back in the day, and you are like, hey, well, I wish I could have seen Nirvana or wish I could have seen Soundgarden that sort of
0: thing. Yeah, new today. There's really, nobody say n- like new because there's honestly not anybody that's out right now that'd be like, I would love to go see them. Yeah,
1: but I mean, there's really not. I mean, it'd be more like it's like
0: for oh, me, maybe, like late 90s, like yeah I'll, Maybe I'll go see I Foo Fighters or something like that,
1: or you know, maybe see Weezer or, or some of that sort of yeah. stuff. But like, there's nobody out there, Foo Fighters, I think that'd be good. Concept. Yeah, I mean, they're that. They, I mean, it's always you know, what I've heard is pretty good, but it's like there's nobody out there is like, I'm dying to see. Like, I I'll, I'll listen to a ton of music, I'll listen from Everything from, like, you know, it would be a good concert to go see, like, Eric Church. Saw like, him. Yeah, I think that, that's right. I think you, told,
0: you told me that. So the, the only the only bad part, I saw him in Albany. Mm-hmm. And you've obviously been to the Times Union, same same place. So, like, seeing someone in an arena versus an outdoor amphitheater is totally different. Yeah. So, like, if I go to, like, to me, SPAC in the summer is very tough to beat. If you go to, like, the Bell Center, like, I saw Dave at the Bell Center, this year, Dave Matthews, and, like, it's fun, but it's not SPAC. Like, yeah. Like, SPAC's just a better atmosphere. You're outside. You're, you know, usually drinking, you know, pre-gaming all day. And then I think it's just a better atmosphere. Like, country concerts, same thing. We went to, mm-hmm. uh, oh, God, five years ago now, six years ago, Luke Bryant. Mm-hmm. But we were with, like, we had, like, I think Chris went, but we had, like, J-Mo and, yeah. like, all the Morrises. And we had... We had a crew of probably 20 people. We had been drinking since like two and just like playing yard yard games. We had like a... I think I mentioned this before. We had like probably a hundred person flip cup game. Mm -hmm. Probably like 50 a side or whatever. So those are fun. It's usually like if you can... Have fun prior to it. Yeah. The whole experience is fun well, instead of just, like, showing up to the concert, like, leaving. That
1: festival seems pretty cool with your friends. Like, you know, like, the, one, the first time I saw Pro Jam, it was, like, it was at the Pyramid in Memphis, and I was, like, 9,000 miles up. So, it's, like, eh, it wasn't the greatest. Then the next time I saw oh. them, it's, like, oh, I could I could afford a little better tickets, and it's, it's like, oh, wait, I'm 20 feet from them. Yeah, I, I think
0: when people, like, I was always, like, up until probably about two years ago when people would say, oh, you know, if, you got to be like front row. I'm like, eh, I'm, I'm good. Like, I'm like yeah. this is the way I look at it. And maybe I'm wrong. I've never sat like front row in an NFL game. But I have sat like in the first row in an yeah. NFL game. And I'll tell you what. I'd prefer to be higher up on an mm-hmm. NFL game because it's almost like you're watching like a Madden. You see the routes. Yeah. When you're so low and all you can see is just guys running out. Like, obviously, you can see the throw the ball. But, like, you can't. You don't really have a good perception of. Is the guy open? Is is there a hole in the in the, you know in the line or something like that from the run through? Where I find if you're higher up, you get a little bit better bird's eye view. I thought kind of the same for a concert. It's nicer to be on that first level where you can kind of see everybody. But after going to sitting front row for Coldplay and sitting front row for Dispatch, obviously very different experiences. But same thing. You're so close that it's way better. If yeah. you're if you're right up in the thick of it. Yeah, much I've done it. I've so like I've done. So, I love college football. So, mm-hmm. like,
1: you know, that's a – like, I've done the thing where I've spent a bunch of money and, like, gone to, a, like, an LSU Tiger game, like, at night. Like, they, everybody you – know, college football in the South is is just – Oh, it's a, a different it's, ball It's a it's, it's yeah. different thing. It's it's unreal. Like, you know, their hype videos before the, the game starts is, like, unreal. Like, and um so, like, I've seen LSU play in at, at Baton Rouge at night, and it's great because, like, they – you know, they, they kick off with, like, uh, Garth Brooks, like, coming home to Baton Rouge. And, like, they have this whole thing. But I sat on the the very first roll in the 50-yard line thinking, oh, it's going to be amazing. It was great. I watched the back of the players the whole game. Couldn't yeah. see anything. So, yeah. I, I watched the game, like, from the from the stadium, like, the um, – Jumbotron. Yeah. This, yeah. And so, after that, it's like, you know, all the times I went and seen Florida, it was, I want to be between 40, the 40s, around there – probably two sections up mm-hmm. and I'll get to see everything. Yeah, I know? agree. And it's like, uh, you know, the, uh, Ben Hill Griffith stadium has a lot. I mean, really good seating unless you're like super high up. I mean, you get to that's, see a lot of, that's everything. the, that, the Florida yeah, uh, the swamp. Yeah. And, uh, so like, yeah, that's where I want to be. And it's always good games. But then I also realize it's like, I kind of want to watch it at home. Like it's fun to watch. Like if it's a big game, that's one thing. But, like, people that go to, like, every single game, eh, that's tough. Like, I'd much rather, like, if I go see, like, Florida and Alabama at night, cool game to see. But, like, if they're playing, like, UL Lafayette or something, it's like, I'm going to watch that on on my own TV.
0: Well, well, I think um, there's a couple. Like, I take the Super Bowl because it's, like, to me, I don't know if I'd ever want to go to a Super Bowl in my life. Like I would have to have incredible seats and like be like in a press box kind of thing because yeah. I would want to like move around, to eat, go to the bathroom. Yeah. but I, I don't want to because I NFL game live are fun, but I think like something like the Super Bowl. Like I want to hear the commentating. I want to sit down. I want to be with a bunch of friends. Like getting food, going to the bathroom, hanging out, drinking, and just watching the game on a sofa. Like that's yeah. the other major sporting event that I've I will go to at some point in my life is the masters and yeah. never been, but I would be tempted just to go Thursday through Saturday and mm. just watch the rest yeah. of it Sunday on a TV. Because I, I think you miss, because I've been to a lot of pro golf events. You miss a lot of stuff because you'll watch the person play and then you see him walking up. Well, the masters is like ding, 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 ding action on a bunch of different holes. Well, you're missing all of it because yeah. you're watching one hole. Yeah. Yeah. So you might get to see a couple cool shots and it's like, Oh my God, this is great. I saw that live, but you missed 90% of the rest of the telecast which so i i would be i don't know if i'd ever want to see the masters on a sunday well thursday through saturday 100% i would well, the, be all the in. the tv the production value for that it's gotten so good it's like your
1: team like like you talk about that tv of the wall like it's you know it's it's so much of a better experience to watch it at home now mm-hmm. like they made it to where it's like blackout games like they they they've done it so great so like when i lived in jacksville like the jags games were always blacked out
0: that's because they didn't get enough people to go to the game, right? right? You, so they you didn't have, want to you show have, people. You have
1: to sell out, so you have to sell out the game. And if you sold out the game, then they would they would open it up for the local market. Yep. So Jags were terrible at the time I was there. So you, if you wanted to see them, you either had to go to like you know certain people who had like a direct TV service where like their local channels were out of like uh, out of that area, you would get it. But it's uh, but now it's like you, this this it's so good. It's like if I'm gonna go to the Super, like you said, it's I'm going to go with friends. It's going to be an experience and we're going to do that. I'm not well, it's going It's like a whole week thing you yeah. turn it into. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's uh, like when I even saw uh, when I'd go watch Jacksonville play when I lived there, it's hot. It's in the sum. I mean it's it's always hot. It's like it's uncomfortable to be at the games. Yeah. It's like you're out there and you're you're sweating like crazy and and it's like it, it, it's not really that fun, mm-hmm. you know. You know, there's just certain environments of certain kind of games that, like, it's it's only fun. You know, unless you're going with your buddies and, like, you've pre-gamed and it's, like, this big game and you're kind of – you're hyped up for yeah, it. Yeah, that, that. – But if not, then it's, like, well, I'm just going to sit here and sweat and then, like, get yelled at by, like, some
0: Titans fan or something. Well, I've been to uh, two Red Sox games. It was the same thing. Like, I went one time in the summer. It was a nice, beautiful day out, but same thing. Like, sitting there, like, man, like, yeah. I don't do well in the sun. And I'm like, this, this sucks. But I went – um, I believe it was a night game and it was nice out. it was like perfect mm-hmm. like I've been to Yankee Stadium and it was a night game out and uh, gorgeous like the yeah. weather's perfect it was kind of like a, a September night and I'm like this is awesome weather but I, I get it if you're in the middle of the summer because you really there's no shelter from any of the heat no you're literally no. just sitting in there like getting fried yeah I mean when I went to uh,
1: for four let's see when we went to Madison for the games, mm-hmm. I drove through St. Louis and watched a Cardinals game. How's that stadium? It's nice. It's very. Yeah. It's good. It's Bush Stadium still, yeah, right? Bush, yeah. Same, were, yeah. yeah, yeah. And but the the issue was was like, uh, I left at the seventh inning because it was like game kind of got out of hand and you know. I, I can watch baseball on TV, but I'm not going to watch a whole game. Like I'm not going to sit there and be yeah, like, same it's, you know, basically what I would do is I'd get up and kind of walk around and kind of do. So I paid like, yeah, 300 bucks to, to watch like four innings, you know, bought some stuff in the gift shop and then was back at the hotel ready to leave like the next morning. And it's like, well, I can say I went, but, yeah. but I'm not like, you know, I guess I'm just not a diehard fan enough. Some people go all the time you know, or they keep this, like I have a buddy in in Green Bay who has Packer season tickets. Like it's, it's, that's the thing. Your, your grandkids are born like the day after you bring them from the hospital, you take them to get them on the waiting list to get Packer season tickets. Like that's That's crazy. And he's like, I don't go to them. lot. normally I give them away because the tickets away because you know, one it's bench seating and two it's cold. And like, you're, it's it's just not fun to go unless it's like a big game or you're taking someone. It's like most time I go to the games is I'm taking somebody who's never gone before. Yeah, you know, to me it's not it's
0: not fun anymore. I I think I think if I had season tickets, NFL would be great if I had season tickets because it's eight games a year. But it would be the same thing. Like I would probably go to majority, like I'd like four or five. But mm-hmm. it would be say you had four season tickets. Like I'd want to get four season tickets with like four guys yeah. or three or three other guys. So you're like really just going and hanging out for the day and like yeah. cuz I've seen some people they go down to like giant stadium and they'll have tickets and they'll just say screw it, I'm just going to hang out in the parking lot drink watch the game on the TV and just you know sh- keep doing what we're doing in the parking lot it's more fun than sitting in the stadium yeah. watching I mean, the game Yeah I mean it
1: really is like all, I mean all the times I've gone to, to like the Florida games it was you go down and you hang out and you do the stuff and you know by the time you get into the the stadium it's like all right my feet hurt cuz I've been walking around standing all yeah. day and it's like most people you'll see them just right before the game, selling tickets. It's like, well, I'm not going. I just came to pregame. I'm going to sell my tickets to make a little bit of money, and then I'm yeah. gonna go watch it. Watch it in my, uh, you know, back in my RV that I drove down here.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. Um, Now, now the what, what was your experience of the CrossFit Games when we went? Did you like it? Oh yeah, it was good. I mean,
1: it was. I, I thought it was great. I mean, uh, f- I didn't experience the RV trip like like you guys have, but I've done an yeah. RV trip before to yeah. Disney, and yeah, that.
0: That gets. I mean, it's cool because you really. It, it wasn't as bad as I. I'm speaking for myself only. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be.
1: Yeah, so I drove up from uh, Tulsa, and so I drove up. Like I said, I stopped off in St. Louis and watched the game, and then came up after I got there before you guys. And I mean, to me, it was fun. Like it was. It, it was great that we had the RV. It was great where we were at. You know, I enjoyed the the, the location.
0: Like the the RV park couldn't have been beat. Right. It was really a park. It was just like a a ground. Well, yeah, that, right mean, right outside the city. You're right
1: there, and you can walk to everything. Like mm-hmm. you know, oh, be, yeah, having a hotel, great. You know, maybe, but you've got also now you got to Uber to places, and you've got to do that. So, and it was cool to kind of be right around like everybody. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you got the Fronings like a few few yeah. places down, and it's like yeah, I mean, shooting silver bullets. Yeah, yeah, you can't you can't beat that. And uh, and you know, I enjoyed the 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 uh, the seating in the stadium where you had your own seating the entire weekend that yep. was great now it got a little annoying when you would walk in and people would be sitting in your spot because they're down there you know rooting for their team and, yeah. and you're just like got a little too much yeah it's like hey uh can you move we sit here they're like you know one lady was like sitting with her kids like hey we've got some other folks coming she's like why well, am not moving i'm like well, these are our yeah, seats. Yeah, she's like, well,
0: that that's our that's our that's our our team. I'm like, that's
1: cool. These yeah. are my seats. Like, yeah, it's right. Watch we, them from that section. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it's like, and then she's mad because we asked her to leave from seats we paid for, and it's like those kind of people. Like, yeah, makes it annoying. It's a piss off, lady. Yeah, yeah, and then, uh, but but it was great. I mean, we had great seats, and you know, the the outdoor stuff was cool, except for it was it was super hot. A
0: couple of the times it was hot.
1: Yeah, it was hot. So I mean next time if we ever decide to go again it's like all right well we we kind of understand what it's what it's like outdoors prepare a little better yeah you know and then you know it, it's only going to get better so i mean i thought it was good and it's going to be interesting to kind of see what it looks like this year
0: you know or i
1: guess this
0: year yeah no, it'll be this year so and then so because the opens in february right right but then there's also an open in october yeah so i think there's only i think they're switching the, the open from february to october Permanently. So when, when is the games this year? Is it still... Same thing. In- Same week. August. Same week, yep. That okay. doesn't change. Okay. No okay. regionals. Sanctioned events up until... So as soon as... i So assuming the, June. So as
1: so soon as the games are over, they're going to go into the Open again? You said October.
0: the Open. They're switching the Open, I believe, in 2020 to October. Oh, okay, 2020. Oh, no, okay. sorry. No, no. So, sorry, I lied. 2019 to October. Okay. 2020, it's just going to be October. Oh, okay, okay. Which... I still don't understand everything, so I kind of want to see how this year plays out. Yeah. Because right now it's like I'm 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 like very detached from a lot of it right now. It just oh, yeah I,
1: I really haven't I haven't looked at it a lot because like, once they started changing it up, but you know it's like anything would change. People just find it hard. Exactly. It could be like the greatest thing ever that you know Glassman could be like, hey, I figured it out. This is going to make it so much better. Just mm-hmm. just trust us. And uh I mean because based off of last year's games, it, it went off well. Actually, yesterday, or what was it, Thursday, when I was in Alabama, I met a guy. He worked for, like, one of our distributors, our, our supply distributor, or supply companies. And he had on this backpack, and it had, like, this CrossFit, uh, C- CrossFit uh, 2019, like, tag on it. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, hey, did you did you go to Madison? He goes, no, my my sister works for the games. I'm like, oh, so what does she do? He's like, she worked for headquarters. She goes, He's like... Uh, he was explaining that she works. She like heads up the um, like setting stuff up for the games, like uh, not not like setting up equipment and stuff like that, but like uh, uh,
0: like the merch tents, all, all that yeah. stuff. Like she yep.
1: apparently a charge of that. I and mean, he said that uh, he goes, yeah. So she she goes there and she basically you know works her ass off for you know a couple of weeks and then like kind of goes on and she. I guess that same deal she works with, like Waterloo's and all that stuff. I thought it was kind of cool. I was like, you know, I thought
0: like the CrossFit people did it, but I guess they they contract that stuff out. Yeah, I'm not. I think they do a little bit because there's, um, I think I did know that they court because they don't do it in house because it's pretty big production. So they actually have companies that come in and facilitate different big events. And they work, I mean, they obviously work with them, but I think Dave actually wrote it in the book did he okay okay did you yeah. read that book no i didn't very I good did. yeah i didn't Did so, you see what he wrote mine I, I showed you thanks for coming from canada oh yeah yeah yeah. you guys stood in line for 12 hours for him to do that luckily i was like 10th in line so yeah. i got out in 12 hours and 10 minutes yeah so. I, I did get one of like they gave you that little ticket and they were telling you, oh yeah yeah they'll
1: have books for you to buy at the deal like oh there wasn't right there wasn't so oh. you i didn't buy the book beforehand or i would have so I was thinking, I had the little ticket, like, hey, you stand in line here. And then they're like, hey, you, uh, uh, but I just, I guess I misunderstood what they were saying. So I'd have been up there like, hey, I don't have a book here. You know, sign, sign my, my my back here or something so like that. So you get a tattoo? Like, hey, Dave, sign my face so I can get a tattoo for it. I'm going to
0: tattoo that on there. Yeah, well, what's with the face tattoos now? Oh, I, have you seen that? There's yeah. like all these, like, I guess, Do you see mostly the, rappers, I'm assuming. Well,
1: no, I, i i don't know because like, everybody
0: that i've seen is like music rapper kind of thing well that's one of those deals i like, mean obviously like Lil wayne had tattoos on his face but e- either either you're, you're what's his name who's the uh, uh post malone guy he's got tattoos all over well his face? And like, th- that's that's a guy that's made a decision
1: it's like i'm not care. I, it's like he's like you know what i'm I never i'm dude. never gonna have a corporate job you're never gonna see me trying to sell you uh life insurance or something <laughs> like that it's like so this is it. Like I've made my choice. I, I am going I'm down. All in. Pot committed. I, I am gonna die on this hill, one way or the other. I'm gonna do this because if not, I really don't have any other options. Yeah. There was a um what was it? There was a there was a girl or uh, like from Australia or something that got
0: a singer's face is it Oh, I the, saw the uh, guy from like uh, One Direction, was yeah, it? Yeah, one of those characters got, yeah. got it tattooed to her cheek. Yeah, because, good look. Because good she
1: luck. had a uh, was it Harry Styles? Because she had a song named Harry or something like that. You know, some 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 kid in in college right now is going to be like, old guy doesn't know shit. But uh, that's nuts. But yeah, so it's like
0: it was a terrible tattoo. I mean, I, well, it, you can get rid of tattoos so but i've heard that hurts worse than getting tattoos well yeah because they go laser that thing off but yeah but it's like so how many of them are getting lasered stuff off uh, their face I'm like why would you they why? might it might after their
1: their parents find out about it they're I like know. you did what we gave you that for tuition and you went and got whose a ta- uh, face tattoo to your face well guess what your amex cards turned off and uh you're gonna get that removed so and you're not in any more family photos yeah, yeah, that's it that's it you're you're definitely coming back home, you know, sorry, even though you're in Plattsburgh state uh
0: you're coming home to go to community college for a little bit because you've embarrassed us that's yeah, I don't know the fa- the face tattoo thing kills me because there's there's a that's becoming popular now well, I, don't, I, mean, I, I don't it's like I, I don't even have a tattoo because I like i there's there's nothing I want for me personally I've never found anything I want on my body forever in the sense that I could change my mind but Especially on your face, because at least you can hide something if it's on like your arm or leg yeah, or back or something. That's a,
1: yeah, that, that's a bold decision. That, that's Very just, ballsy. Go well, it. it's like, you know, some people, it works. Like Tyson got that face tattoo, and like now it's just part of him. Like you don't. But you, still, when he did that, you're like, really, buddy? Well, like, when you when you see it, but then it kind of grows on you, you're like, oh, well, that's just Mike with his face tattoo, you know? The, the it, tribal symbol. Yeah, yeah, it's like, okay, we. Yeah, all right, Mike. We bold bold choice, but all
0: right, it's party. We've, we've grown to accept it.
1: Well, unless you're like a rapper or something, and you got like the teardrops because like you you either mur- that was that was Lil Wayne. Yeah, so it's like, hey, did you actually murder somebody, or did you? Is that just you doing that so you can be cool? So yeah, so it's, get it. Uh, give your hey, I think more you meaning. should do that. You should start doing teardrops for every house you sell. Do that just on each side. Uh, puddle right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, do something like a little house. A little little every that, time you sell a house, you get a little house <laughs> tattoo. What, what are you, it's like uh, it's it's like the uh, the Ohio State badges. Yeah, on the you get, get throwing getting those on. guys on the back. You get shave bun-
1: your head. You got little homes. <laughs> That's it. Um, uh,
0: did, did you listen to the uh, the Tyson Tyson podcast? On I did. That? Yeah, I did. Dude, he's he's a character. I love the fact that he's he had, a character. He had
1: Segura on there, so he can confirm the I, story. I know. <laughs> I, I see. So Tom Segura is. I so what, what's
0: his What's his relationship with Tyson? Why so, was, uh,
1: so uh, so I probably missed it in the no. So Segura had a bit in one of his specials which be honest with you Segura's is my favorite comedian. I love that guy. <laughs> He's just great. And uh so he had a bit in one of his his shows where he was talking about how he met Mike Tyson on a plane. And he was he was basically telling a story where they were sitting next to each other and you know Mike was asking what he does said he was a comedian and Mike's like, "Okay, I'm gonna come to your show." So like anyway, he was giving a bit about how he was he was, he met Mike Tyson and Mike was going to come to his, like his, his show. And Mike was, he was like giving Mike directions to the show. He's just thinking, Oh, well, Mike's just being like, Hey, uh, uh, he's just being nice. He's really not going to come there. And he, he just telling a story about how the guy gets a call and he's like, you know, in the Mike Tyson voice, like, Hey Tom, Hey Tommy, we're coming. We're here. And he's like, he, so he tells this whole story about about meeting Mike Tyson, like his unreal story about how he met him on a plane, and like they talked about a bunch of stuff, and like he met him. So Joe invited, uh, 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 Rogan invited Tom Segura on to talk about that story, just,
0: and for for Mike to fact check his yeah, story, yeah, so gotcha. because
1: that's the story. So it's like, and it, it's just great because if you ever see the bits, Tom Segura, like his 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 specials, they on Netflix, are just they're amazing. Like they're funniest things I've seen. I, I gotta, I gotta. I got to watch him. Yeah, like, I mean, uh, but anyway, so yeah, that's what he was on there for, was just for that story, because he knew Mike,
0: and then, um, but like, Tyson's, he. was well, funny when he was on there, and Tom, Tom's leaving, he goes, Mike's like, where are you
1: going? Where are you going? He's like, <laughs> I, gotta, I
0: gotta go. got to go. He got broken. It's like, you're leaving, you're leaving Mike? Yeah, it's like,
1: <laughs> I got to, I got I got to go. shoot my podcast or something <laughs> like that. And like, yeah, I think he had to go do something with his wife. His wife is actually very funny, too, Christina P., she's super funny. But, uh, but, yeah, so that's what he was on there for. But, yeah, just, that, that podcast is just unreal because just – The guy was 13, and they, they didn't believe he was 13 because he was so big and, like, so
0: strong. Well, well the thing um, – I think he was originally from the city, right, Mike? Yeah. And then he ended up fighting in the Catskills. So yeah, 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 because like that,
1: that's what he went up there. I guess he, he told the story, which yeah, probably if you want to listen to the podcast, it was probably has all the better detail. But he uh, – he, I guess he got in a lot of trouble, and he got essentially started fighting. And then he 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 met a trainer, and then ended up going up to the Catskills, basically to get out of trouble, like yeah. to get out of the city. And that's how he met uh, the uh, Cuss. I guess his custom motto is that the guy. I think name? it is, yeah. So, so that's how he got up there in the Catskills. Which I guess New York-wise,
0: where is the Catskills at? Uh, I mean, d- d- south. So I mean, just north of New York. So when you talked about going down like Poughkeepsie, okay, you're probably just Poughkeepsie. I think is. East of the Hudson, Catskills is all west. So it's like the mountain range in the southern New York. Oh, okay. But it's not far away. I mean, to be honest, like the Catskills, you drive, if you drive past New York down 87, you see a bunch of signs for Catskills. Oh, okay. So that is, if you like look to your right as you're driving down 87, I think those are all the Catskills right there. Did you ever play Mike Tyson Punch Out? I did back in the day. The yeah. greatest
1: thing. I never, I yeah. never beat Mike Tyson. Buddy of mine beat him all the time. I could never do it. Like I couldn't get past like bald bull or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't,
0: I don't know. I didn't play it enough to like beat the game. I did have a N64 was like knockout something. I don't know yeah. what the name of the game was, but it was
1: like yeah, it's like super knock. So I know what you're talking well, about.
0: They, they, it was funny because they had they had guys on there that were professional boxers, but they didn't have Tyson and they didn't mm-hmm. have Al, um, Ali. So it was like. They had like Lennox Lewis, and oh, they had yeah. uh, uh, Vander Holyfield. I think was on there. So they had some like bigger name guys, and of course, I always made my guy either look like Rocky, <laughs> or I made him look like Ivan Drago. Like, so I had two. I you, didn't really. You, you actually created the the. Or first. I should say I made Apollo Rocky or Ivan Drago. So I had oh. either the American shorts, mm-hmm. the red and gold, um, the red and gold. Uh, Thought you were Ivan saying, Drago, or thought had or had the yellow with the black striped um yeah. just the original Rockies. Oh, well, I
1: was thinking like, hey, you you made the original Conor McGregor. It's like I didn't know it at the time. Yeah, I, I
0: just I just made McGregor. Fucking right? <laughs> no, no, I didn't I didn't uh I didn't actually have you <laughs> have you seen the uh have you seen the guy on I don't know, I think I follow him on Instagram. He's like this guy that does the Conor McGregor voice. Mm-mm. He's like no, kinda no, like no. a voiceover comic. He does a few of I mean he does like the ones that are easy like he does like Denzel Washington like the ones everybody oh, can yeah, I- imitate yeah. but he does uh Conor McGregor and it sounds just like him like when you if you were to t- turn it off and just listen to it like you said think, that really yeah, and it, it's funny. just so funny he's oh, like cuz he got some proper 12 because he's yeah. like what was it eating uh, He's like the, the guys like his trainers like all right we need you to eat the cereal and he's like Conor what are you doing he- I got to some proper 12 to this and he's like pouring it into the cereal and like drinking the whiskey out of the cereal. Oh, that's great. But it was, um, uh, I'll have to show it to you after. But oh, that's it was, good. It was pretty good. Um, yeah. but no, like Tyson, I don't think I ever watched a Tyson fight live. He was just kind of before No, I, that,
1: that was anyone's i ever seen was it's because they were pay for you. And like my parents were not going to buy that. Yeah. I so mean, I watched like,
0: like highlights or like re you know, you might watch a couple I, rounds, but like the best thing about Tyson was like bell, like ding, ding. He just like, would go right at there was no like jabbing it was yeah, just like right just, at you and just like start mauling you he's, he's like, like i'm holy. gonna knock you out now because i'm ready to go party yeah he's like i'm just gonna hit you you can hit me that's fine but i'm just gonna hit you harder yeah and,
1: uh let's see he literally just like
0: he just like marched people down to the ring and just yeah, start taking just, them out just
1: knocked their head off i mean that's kind of i mean but like he's so aggressive coming at you it's like what are you what are you gonna do everybody's like, he's talking he's like so that was really stupid. I just, <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking back then. Yeah, no, it's great. So like right now, Tiger, he, like, he, he, right he, the- he's so humble about everything. He just goes, "Wow, I was. It's just so silly. Like I was so silly. It's like <laughs> that's silly. It's just silly. It's like no, Mike, you were you were you were a straight beast. Like you were gonna kill somebody Tw- in the ring. Twenty range.
0: two 22 years old, probably more money than you know what to do with. Yeah, you so bought
1: Tiger and uh, thirty million dollars a fight. You know, oh, that's God. great. Yeah, that. that the, but it's so it's it's crazy how like. Boxing makes so much money now versus Still. like, but, but like versus MMA. And I know it's like the business model there, but mm-hmm. like just unreal how like McGregor and those guys make, well, so, um, like, uh, uh, Mayweather makes like two or 300 million a fight or something yeah. like that. But then like McGregor, he made a hundred million, but apparently he, I guess he didn't really make a hundred
0: million. Like well, UFC think, got half of, I it. don't think any of them, they there's splits. I mean, you make you make like, but then you're paying taxes and you're paying, right, right, so right. So like, what do you actually like? Even, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like Mayweather pulling in close to 300 mil, he's losing 150 the taxes. Yeah. So now he's down to 150, and I think what was the? I, I saw the other day, and he was talking about getting his watches. it's bought a new watch every day. Who is this? Uh, Mayweather for 30 days, he just oh, went about a new Christ, watch. That's and, he, right. and he's like, that's the guy that's been fight until he's 80. He's like. If I had ten more days, I'd get ten more watches. Oh, and he's like, he like, "I don't know. I just went and bought this thirty thousand dollars watch. I had nothing else to do. Just that, went and bought a watch." I
1: mean, he's. I mean, I'm sure. Well, I don't know. I can't say anybody's financed. but like
0: that's the well, guy. He's got that, no financial planner. Well, it
1: just it just seems like hey, all this money's coming in. It's just he's got so much of it now. He doesn't think about it until like eventually it ends, and he's like, "Now, he, now he's suing somebody." Does, that's normally how that works s- out. Does
0: anybody spend more than him? Doubt it. Doubt like, it. The amount of like. I think his revenue to expenses each year is off by about a million.
1: God, it, I mean, that guy is just, I mean, carries around a million dollars cash with him all the time. It's like, do you just carry that? Like, are you, are you like pulling 20s out of that to pay for like Starbucks? or? Just like or throwing. Yeah, it's like, but like.
0: Like Starbucks, that's uh, 287 here's a $100 bill. Yeah, I know. Like, it's what? like,
1: what? Here's your tip. And it's like, well, okay, th- thanks. Thanks, champ. But, uh, I mean, if you sit there and go, all right, well, how much he makes per fight and then like how much he spends, He's going to have to fight forever. Like, he's going to have to be doing these... Light
0: work, baby. Light work. Well,
1: I mean, he's going to be having, like, that fight he did over in Japan with that guy. Like, that was just... I mean, would he make $8, $10 million off of that deal when it was just, like, an exhibition? He oh, he did fight him. Oh, did? did? Yeah, he, he, like, knocked him out in, like, the first round or something like that. Because um, isn't he supposed to be
0: fighting... Talks of fighting Pac- Pacquiao? They're... they're they talked about that, but it's like Pacquiao. Uh, so who's Pacquiao fighting? He's fighting someone soon. He he just or beat, just He just beat Adrian Broner. I think that's the guy's name. Um, because the crazy thing is, like, I didn't even think Pacquiao was still fighting because he's like a congressperson over in the yeah, Philippines. Really. Like, yeah, really. Yeah. He's like, oh, I, I guess uh, we're at a session for this month. I'll yeah. just go box again. So, hey, we need to take a break here. Can you can you do take, some Casper? We're, we're, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna end it there because I think uh, give us a little time before the next. Oh, next, okay. Next well, cast. Quit it off. Yeah. So we'll, nice. we'll wrap it up here. Um, don't worry, Larry. will be back in about half hour. On on episode, I'll on tell the you. I'll tell you the other half of my career that I never got to. <laughs> there, there we go. So, uh, I'd like to thank Larry Morgan. If you'd like to follow him on Instagram, he's at. Um it's actually at Larry J Morgan. Larry J Morgan. Um so yeah L- Larry thank thank you uh, for showing up. Episode 10, first time we hit double digits. Now we're just going to go for triple digits. That's it. So we got a few few uh, to go. Um What was the time frame on this one? Time frame you were uh, a solid 217. Nice, look at that. Solid 217. So that's good. But uh, we'd like to thank Larry Morgan uh, for joining us on episode 10 of the Galen Trombley show. If you'd like to find him again, Larry J Morgan on Instagram. And, you know, subscribe to the podcast. Hope you enjoy We'll see you in a half hour for episode 11. I'm out. Galen Trombley Show. We out. Thanks for listening to the Galen Trombley Show. If you want to reach me, you can go on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. The spelling G-A-E-L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y.